This podcast is brought to you by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. Today is Tuesday, December 15th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning in the news this morning. Pennsylvania imposed a new slew of restrictions on Saturday, but some businesses are ignoring the governor's orders. Part of the state shutdown, including a ban on dining and working out at fitness clubs indoors. Crunch Fitness is a gym franchise with locations all over the region. At the franchise's Fairless Hills location, people could be seen working out all day Monday despite the shutdown order. Crunch Fitness Chief Operating Officer, who declined an on-camera interview with 6ABC, fearing backlash, said by phone the company is staying open, defying the governor uh, to stay afloat, and many other businesses are doing the same. The stimulus funds from the spring have run dry, and many businesses are fearing having to close their doors forever. The resurgence of the virus is leading to more deaths, and many hospitals are becoming overwhelmed. Health officials are hoping a several-week pause during the holiday will allow them to handle uh, get a handle on the situation and buy time until a wide to roll out of the vaccine. Business owners are hoping that future federal funding could help ease some of the burden. Uh, the businesses defying state orders could face serious fines and having their license revoked. A crash between a horse and buggy and a trash truck killed three juveniles and injured four others Monday morning, Pennsylvania State Police said. The crash happened in Little Britain Township about six miles south of Quarryville in Lancaster County shortly before 8 a.m. The buggy driver failed to stop at a stop sign and went into an intersection. Uh, where the truck hit the buggy on the passenger side, police said. The four injured occupants were taken to the hospital. The truck driver was not injured. He remained at the scene and spoke to police. All seven occupants of the buggy were minors. Buggies are common in Lancaster County, which hosts a large settlement of Amish, and uh, numerous fatal crashes have been reported over the years. In August, a crash including a pickup truck and a horse and buggy claimed the life of an Amish teenager and seriously injured three other people. State police initially said that four people were killed, but uh, later said said the initial release of information regarding the number of fatalities was incorrect. Three people did die in this accident. The crash remains under investigation by state police and the district attorney's office. It's been quite a while since the Philadelphia region has had to prepare for a snowfall, but that could change in the next 48 hours as significant fall, fall, <laughs> snowfall is expected. A large coastal storm approaches the region by late Wednesday morning and uh, early afternoon, and it could very likely bring significant snow to parts of the region. The heaviest snow will likely fall in the northern and western suburbs. Uh, So grocery stores have seen an increase in customers and stores like Home Depot, they say, are seeing an uptick in snowblower, shovel, and salt sales. Parking lots are already being pre-treated. In Philadelphia, the streets department was prepping dump trucks and salt spreaders in anticipation of the storm. AAA is advising those who decide to get behind the wheel to have an emergency kit, which includes a mask, sand or salt, and a snow shovel. A PennDOT spokesperson says that because of last year's mild winter, they have no issues with their salt piles. 130 tons of salt are ready to be used, and 450 trucks will be on standby to take care of the five-county region. It's my understanding, Kathy, that the Nor'easter has picked up murder hornets along the way. Wow. So, well, did you hear the report? Uh, yeah. The report yesterday, they were talking about spotted lanternflies, and they were like, you don't see them, but they're still there. And they were describing the, um, like, I guess bags. the sacks or the bags yeah. that they are now in, basically saying, like, if you see them, they... they Kill <laughs> Well, yes, but I ah! didn't know this. I know that they're on trees, but they were saying, like, it could be under your lawn furniture. Like, if you if you keep your tables and your chairs outside, yeah. that they're, they're probably under there, and that you should flip it over, look Ugh. for them, pull it off, and, like, smush it, basically. Every morning before I come in, I flip over all my lawn. 
on furniture. I, listen, I'm going to do it. Yeah. I have to look. Uh, I have to see how those are different because that sounds like bagworms as well. Um, well, I, I, I saw a report on the news yesterday, and they were saying that it was the spotted lanternflies, okay. and they said it kind of looks like a gray gum. Okay. Uh, and Lanternflies, bagworms, it's all one. <laughs> right. And that right. you should pull it off and uh, smush it. Okay. Smush away. All right. All right, in sports this morning. <laughs> In Monday Night Football, the Baltimore Ravens came back to beat the Browns 47-42 last night in Cleveland. Lamar Jackson threw for a 44-yard touchdown pass to Marquise Brown and then set up Justin Tucker's 55-yard field goal with two seconds left as the Ravens stayed alive in the playoff picture. The NFL's top two rushing teams combined for nine rushing touchdowns, tying a league record set in 1922 by Rock Island in Evansville and then Racine and Louisville. Eagles starting safety Rodney McLeod will miss the remainder of the season with a torn ACL and starting cornerback Darius Slay is in the concussion protocol. Both players were injured on Sunday. 30-year-old McLeod played for all 872 snaps on defense this season before suffering a knee injury in the third quarter of the 24-21 win over the Saints. He is the uh, is second on the team in tackles and has taken over a key leadership role this season. Slay is in the NFL's concussion protocol and will need to be cleared before he can return. Avante Maddox's knee injury will force him to miss some time over the next few weeks, meaning the Eagles' secondary could be missing three key players when they play the Cardinals in Arizona on Sunday. And that's what I have for you this morning. Thank you so much, Kathy, and uh, welcome, gang, to Tuesday morning with the Preston and Steve show. Yes, preparing for the snow. That's kind of the main thing on everybody's mind right yes. about now. Yeah. Saw the brine trucks out today on my way in this morning, which is nice because it was better than the salt, which, you know... Ding, 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 yeah. ding, ding, ding. It's like sandblasting your car. your car, yeah. Yeah, so I was happy to see the brine instead. They used to they used to put ball bearings out on the road, and that was even more, you yeah. know, yeah. the dense rifling off your car. After a while. Why did they even do that? I don't even, I don't even know if that helped with the snow. <laughs> no, it would just, just roll right off. So is fun. the brine used ahead of time, and then the salt is used during it? I guess so, because they will do both. I know that they, yeah, the brine is definitely preemptive. Okay. And, uh, and then maybe if there's a certain amount later on, they'll lay down some salt, uh, salt as well. I'm Whatever sure. the preventative solution is, it does a good job. And yeah. I, I don't know if it's been what they've used, uh, you know, like for the past 10 years, but it seems over the past couple of years, um, it, as long as they put that base down, it seems to eradicate some of the slipping. Does help. Yep, absolutely. So uh, we're getting ourselves prepared for that. We will see what the day brings starting tomorrow. Uh, but let's talk about today. We have a few things going on. Uh, number one, we have a guest. It is Mr. Skin. With the impending snow, we thought it was appropriate, right? <laughs> yeah, get yeah, yourself yeah. ready with some uh, material. But uh, <laughs> Mr. Skin, we talk to two to three times a year. Yeah. He always has these, uh, these different... Uh, List that he wants to pass along, and of course, he has the ten, the top ten nude scenes of 2020, and he's very, very thorough. And he also not only has naked ladies, but naked men as well throughout yes. uh, cinematic uh, history and uh, through the years, and so on. So we will, uh, we'll talk to him later on, probably in the eight o'clock hour today. 
Uh, it being a Tuesday, we also have some ink to give away. We have a Preston and Steve show-themed tattoo to give away from Floating World Tattoo and Piercing. It's very simple. If you'd like to get a Preston and Steve tattoo, just text the word tattoo to 39333, and we'll grab a random winner at some point during the program. Don't forget that Floating World is located at 1729 South Street in Philadelphia. You want to check out their artwork, you can go to their website, which is floatingworldtattoos.com, or enter at Floating World Tattoos and Instagram and uh, take a look there as well. We also have stopping by today, Ginny's Cookies and Cream. Ho-ho! We'll have some giveaways with those guys. Perfect timing because I have this new coffee mug <laughs> and it's the Incredible Hulk and I've been told by my son <laughs> that the you open mouth here is it's replacing a cookie. No. Oh, man. Really? It's, oh my God. For, it's for resting a cookie oh, that is genius. in your mug. So That's great. His mouth is wide open. It's, you know, the standard uh, Hulk smash, like, grimace <laughs> on his face. So. And what did Hulk always scream? Hulk one cookie. Hulk one cookie. <laughs> so we'll try that out later on this morning. Well, that's good because Jace thinks I work at, like, uh, Willy Wonka's Chocolate Factory. Every time I come home, he's like, do you have cookies? Do you have candy canes? And I'm like, no. He goes, but didn't you go to work today? Oh. I'm like... Yes, but I don't always bring something He's going to enter the corporate world thinking that cookies are dispensed. <laughs> Steve, yeah. seriously. Yeah. Everyone, here's your cookie allotment <laughs> for the day. Uh, so they're going to be bringing by some cookies and custom holiday tins, Kathy. So maybe you have something oh, to take right, home great. to Jay's. They're, they're excellent. I'm actually ordering some for gifts this year. Oh, but, nice. Yeah, they're really good. We will have your chance to win them uh, just by listening to the show and calling them this morning. So that'll be uh, popping up during the program. Oh, uh, a shout out here, Nick. Is yeah, that's what this nice. is? Yeah. Uh, it says, uh, text came in. says, shout out to T. BHL Truck Hauling Salt. Uh, We're making sure that all municipalities around have their salt piles fuel. Uh, fuel, not fuel, full. Uh, and it says, uh, Nick had texted, what does BHL mean? Uh, it says, BHL is our company name. We have the Eagles Dump Truck for the camp out as well, <laughs> which is very cool. So there you go. Thank you, guys. And, uh, yeah, yeah, it's uh, th- those guys are, are going to be busy. And listen, I'm actually, as much as I hate the snow... I'm happy for the landscaping companies because last year they bank on having at least a few moments where they got to get out and work. Snowfall. To make some money. It's going to be, it's it's off to a good start for them. Is there a part of you also that's a little, little, little bit happy that you have a Jeep? Uh, yeah, yeah, a little bit. <laughs> so now I don't have to worry too much. Not yeah. that there are these magical, <laughs> right, you know, right. uh, um, creations that can fly <laughs> over the snow, but I do feel a little bit more safe in my right. Feels a little bit. You have a long, uh, long commute in, yeah, so yeah. you got to make sure. All right, so these are the things we have uh, laid out for the day. You know what? Actually, I can do some giveaways right yeah, now. That's tonight. Uh, so we have a screening of the movie Greenland, and we have a virtual seat in the screening for you. It's mm. tonight at seven thirty. Gerard Butler is in the movie, so let's take uh, nine. Callers. Ten would sound desperate. That's right. Two one five. desperate number. Two one five two six three. WMMR call right now, and we'll put you on that list. It is for tonight at seven thirty p.m. Tens of desperate. Tens of desperate number. Then Greenland <laughs> opens on demand everywhere on December eighteenth. So we'll get you on board. We're going to take a break. We'll come back in a second. Dive into the entertainment report. The super question with some more giveaways when we get back. Returning shortly. Like the Preston and Steve Show podcast? Check out MMR's other audio on demand at WMMR.com or on the MMR mobile app. Acme is continuing their commitment to getting through this new normal together. And that means everyone's health, well-being, safety, and satisfaction, yours and their employees, continues to be their number one goal. They're keeping your essentials in stock, and that includes your New Year, New You foods. Keep an eye out for Acme's large selection of USDA-certified O-Organics and Open Nature products featured exclusively in Acme Isles. 
Find great food you can naturally feel good about at Acme. Fresh foods, local flavors. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. So we're giving away a digital download of the film Blade for the correct answer to this question. And it's an easy one. Which elf in Rudolph, the original Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, which elf is the only one without pointed ears? Hmm. 215-263-WMMR. It's probably the only one whose name you ever hear. But anyway, 215-263-WMMR. <laughs> yeah. I just watched it the other night. They Call were... if you know the answer. Yeah, they aired it on CBS. Ah. Like they, uh, Yeah, I believe it was CBS. But it was, it was cool. Did you yeah. watch the whole thing? Or... I did. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's fun. It is fun. You it's, know. It's my favorite. Amongst all of those. All right, so today is Tuesday, December 15th. We'll mention some birthdays while we're waiting for the answer to come in. It is Don Johnson's birthday today. Don Johnson is 71 years old. Recently in The Watchmen. Oh, man. He was really good. Uh, I'm glad he appeared in flashbacks. Not to give too much away, but he he sort of has a quick exit in the first few episodes. But really good. And uh, obviously Miami Vice is kind of what put him on the map, right? Yeah. Yep, Absolutely. And listen, I've, I've gone back and forth on Don Johnson, and, you know, sometimes I'm like, ah, yeah. I, I didn't really like Miami Vice, even when it was when it was out and popular at that time. You liked him more as a singer, right? Uh, <laughs> not necessarily. He does sing in Watchmen, though, but um, I tell you what, movies like... Um, Tin Cup. Tin Cup, and, you know, he's he's really, he can he can do it. He yeah. can pull it off. Yeah. He's, he's solid. Knives Out, too, he's good. Yeah, he's really good. Knives out. He's like the older gentleman, and yeah. uh, he's just—he's one of the fathers of uh, uh, involved in the murder mystery. Oh, and Nick pulled up his IMDb. Uh, uh, Django Unchained. Yeah. Oh man, as a plantation owner, he's—he's uh, he's great. He's uh, seventy-one today. Uh, Julie Taymor, the director. She directed both Broadway and film. Broadway, she directed The Lion King. Which was a huge hit. No one thought that could be pulled off. And uh, on film, Across the Universe, one of her uh, projects. I like that movie. It didn't do well, and critically, it wasn't a big hit. But I, I, I enjoyed the way they interpreted the Beatles songs. She turned 68 today. A uh, gentleman we've had here in our studio before, and it was a big deal for me, Mr. Carmine Apice. Yeah. Drummer for Vanilla Fudge. And then, of course, he also worked with many other people throughout the years, including Jeff Beck, Rod Stewart, Eddie Money. Did a little work with Pink Floyd as well. And he wrote a book called... Um, uh, oh, man, what was it? Uh, Carbon to Pieces, Realistic Rock. You uh, you brought it in. I brought my original yeah. copy that I... When I, when I was in sixth grade, started learning how to play drums. I still have it. And With your I, notations. I still contest that it is, it's the best beginning drummer book that you can learn to play rock music with. And, uh, yes, and he signed it for me. He was blo- I, I think he was blown away. In my original copy, I yeah. have it framed on my wall now right. at home. Yeah. It was very, very important to me. Yeah, it had the, my, my, my drummer, my drum teacher, Rusty, all his notations were in there. And Carmine started writing in it, too. He's like, oh, he flipped over. He's like, <laughs> he's like here's where I broke down Bonham's, you know, uh, <laughs> triplet bass routine. I even told John about it. And he was telling me, talking about John about this stuff, and he, he was circling some things in the book, and, and I'm like, dude, this is just One the of course. the best moments for you? It was great. It's like when I brought in my Blu-ray copy of 2001 to have Cure Delay. Yeah. I mean... It's special. Or uh, uh, to have the, the Rocketeer, uh, Billy yeah. uh, Campbell. Yeah. yeah. Or when I got to put on women's makeup to meet Trey Anastasio. We all have our moments yes. on the yeah. show. Carmine Apice is 74 today. Uh, Helen Slater, who is uh, in the movie Supergirl. Yeah. Also, The Legend of Billie Jean. She was Billie Jean. That's a quirky movie that I like. I love that movie. Lisa Simpson's in that movie. Yeah. Yeah, The Best Friend. You're right. Um, 
What's her name? What's your name? Yeah. <laughs> v- v- Veronica. No, not Veronica. No, it's not Veronica. Something with a D. Der- it, Deronica? Her, her last name starts with a D. Oh, why can't I remember? <laughs> Deronica. What movie are we talking about again? The Legend of Billy Jean. You don't remember that? Oh, vo- I do. The voice of Lisa Simpson. Yeah. Um, what's her name? Nick is looking it up as we I'll speak. I'll get there. Yeardley Smith. Yeardley Smith. You know, with a D. Yeardley Smith. Yeardley Smith. Yeardley Smith. Uh, okay. Yeardley Smith. <laughs> Yeardley Smith, we gather today. Uh, but uh, she was also in uh, City Slickers. She was the, the lone uh, female. So was Yeardley Smith. Out. Oh, you're right in the beginning. She has an affair with Daniel Stern's character. Oh, my God. It was blue. (laughs) That's funny. Awesome. (laughs) I love that. Uh, Helen Slater is 57 today. Adam Brody, who you may see in the OC, and thank you for smoking. I like him. Cop out. Uh, He is uh, 41 today. And then the last birthday, I don't know this uh, actress, but she is from Downton Abbey. So, Kathy, you okay. and Nick might know. Uh, she play- Michelle Dockery is her name, and I do not know what character she played, unfortunately. She plays Dutch. Um, she's 39, <laughs> so she's not one of the... Lady Crawley. Lady oh, Crawley. Yeah. oh, her, yes. Yeah, okay. she's like the uh, the female lead. She's the yeah. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Okay, she's very pretty. And wasn't she, Nick, wasn't she in that one we watched on... Uh, was it Hulu? Uh, where the oh my god, what Stankhole? The Early Smith story. Oh, you gotta get back to me. Um, but she doesn't speak with an accent in that show. Oh my god, what the hell is it? Where the kid um is accused of murder? Defending Jacob? Yes. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I didn't watch that, but I that. Is saw that her? Was she in that? Yes, she That's was. her. She was the mom. Yep. Yeah. Well done. Oh, sorry. Uh, she just back engineered that one. <laughs> She's 39 today. Wait, right. uh, Defending Jacob, by the way, that is a show that you you can't binge watch. Like, don't go into that thinking you're going to binge watch it. It's like a house in sand and fog. Uh, super depressing. Really, oh, my, yeah. Like, one episode, mm. like, every other week is good. <laughs> really? Uh, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. heavy. All right, she is at Michelle Dockery is 39. We'll see if we can get an answer to this stupid question. Which elf in Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer is the only one that does not have pointed ears? 215-263-WMMR. We go to Kevin for the answer. Hey, Kevin, good morning. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You're going to be a regular Saturday night thing, Kev? Oh, yeah. All right. Who's the elf I speak of? It is Hermie. Hermie. Hermie! Yep, you got it. I want to be a dentist. Hang on a second, Kevin. For you, we have a digital download of the movie Blade. All right, let's dive into the entertainment stories. We're going to start with this. After FKA Twigs filed a lawsuit alleging abuse against actor Shia LaBeouf, singer Sia is showing support for her fellow musician and making her own accusations about Shia. This is not looking good for Shia. In a social media post on Saturday, uh, Sia had recommended that for for others to stay away from the actor and said that uh, she had been, quote, emotionally hurt by LaBeouf, whom she worked with on a 2015 music video and who she now calls a pathological liar. Do you remember that video where he's in I the do. cage with the little girl? He's dancing, yeah, the right. girl from uh, that uh, the reality show. I forgot her name. But, yeah, it was a pretty intense it video. It is intense. It's weird, but um, it's kind of cool. And so LaBeouf, she said, conned me into an adulterous relationship, claiming to be single. I believe he's very sick. Thick. Thick. And have, You're very thick, Shia LaBeouf. And have compassion for him and his victims. Just know... 
If you love yourself, stay safe, stay away. It's a warning to stay away from him. Yeah. Uh, Sia did not elaborate on the timeline or length of her relationship with LaBeouf. The actor appeared in her music video for the song Elastic Heart. At the time, he was dating Mia Goth, whom he married in a 2016 ceremony before they filed for divorce in 2018. In a lawsuit filed Friday, 32-year-old FKA Twigs a singer-songwriter and dancer, uh, had um, sued her ex-boyfriend for repeated physical, emotional, and mental abuse and assaults that she alleged uh, from their nearly year-long relationship. So Sia was like the one who would not ever show her face. She wore that wig that covered everything. So she's done away with that. I guess she feels this is important enough to come forward and uh, address it. Well, she's answering to yeah. uh, uh, FKA Twig, right. so she's responding to that. Yeah, so Shia LaBeouf hurts women, the lawsuit had said in its opening lines. He uses them, he abuses them, both physically and mentally, he is dangerous. Now, Twig... Let's go ahead, Bryson. Uh Twigs further opened up on social media Friday, explaining she chose to share her experience in hopes that it may help others who are in domestic violence situations. She said, my second worst nightmare is being forced to share with the world that I am a survivor of domestic violence. And she said, my first worst nightmare is not telling anyone and knowing that I could have helped even just one person by sharing my story. She was involved with Rob Pattinson for a long time. Uh, she was? Twigs. Yeah. Okay. They called her for Kaa at that time. Uh, she noted it was hard for her to process that she was in an emotionally and physically abusive relationship and never thought, quote, someone, something like this would happen to me, which is why I've decided it's important for me to talk about it and try to help people understand that when you are under the coercive control of an, of an abuser <clears throat> or in an interpersonal violent relationship, leaving doesn't feel like a safe or achievable option. Mm. Uh, Sia added support for Twigs in another social media post saying, uh, also, I love you, FKA Twigs. This is very courageous, and I'm very proud of you. So, d- you know what? It doesn't sound too off the mark because that no. dude's unhinged. He is. He is. Uh, we, we've Listen, we've said at times he's a really good actor. He is, has been mercurial throughout his life. But, um, you know, you have a few people stepping forward. Obviously, everyone's due their time in court. But, um, yeah, it's troubling. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Dakota Johnson and Chris Martin are sparking engagement rumors <laughs> after being photographed with a mega sparkler on her left ring finger. Oh, Steven Singer? I do, probably. Probably. Right. It's only like $3,000, right? It's, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, and it's beautiful. Uh, the 31-year-old... Yes, I was interested in purchasing Chris, sir. The 31-year-old was seen sporting a giant emerald ring... While shopping in Hollywood. Look, it looks like Emerald Lagasse. Kathy, do the, sometimes people use uh, stones other than um, diamonds for oh, yeah, I have, engagement rings? Yeah, I have a couple of friends that have other stones. Okay. Is that the trendy thing or um, has that always been a thing? I think it's always been a thing. I think a lot of it uh, is passed down rings, you know, mm. grandmother's rings and things like that. I are, think. Are still, you saying I didn't need to purchase a diamond? No, I, I think still traditionally yeah. the diamond is. But, yeah, people use other stones. Casey, your wife's uh, wedding band has other stones in it, doesn't it? Yeah, sapphire, I believe. Um, yeah, sapphire, but, but not an engagement ring. The engagement ring I always thought was supposed to be just yeah. straight. Right. But, you know, listen, when you're filthy rich, tons of right. money, yeah. and, like, you can fart diamonds, you know, what does a freaking diamond <laughs> mean? I can fart diamonds. <laughs> I just want to. To, to this particular ring. I think emeralds are cooler looking than diamonds, are they, personally. Uh, but are they more are rare? They? No, no. Are they more rare than diamonds, yeah. though? Okay, that's what yeah, I thought. Yeah, so are sapphires. They're yeah. not more expensive, though, are they? No. Yeah. And diamonds are harder. Like, uh, the yeah. what is it, the Mohs scale material. or whatever? Yeah, but uh, uh, sapphires... <laughs> Sapphires and uh, I believe emeralds are uh, rarer. 
than diamonds. Okay. Yeah, I had a friend who had uh, an emerald uh, engagement ring. Okay. Uh, Johnson and Martin have been together since 2018 with a minor breakup in 2019. She is also tight with Martin's ex, Gwyneth Paltrow, and their kids, of course. Do you think that uh, Dakota Johnson has purchased any of Gwyneth Paltrow's vagina-scented candles? I don't know. Because that would be a risky proposition. If you had those burning around the house, it might make Chris nostalgic. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm, it smells good. I don't know if you want to take that <laughs> that's, risk. That's a familiar smell, sweetheart. What is that? <laughs> It's your, your ex's vagina. It's Gwenny's hooch. <laughs> All right. That uh, would have been the better name for it. Let's go with this. An appeals court on Monday handed a victory to the estate of Michael Jackson in its battle over the 2019 HBO documentary Leaving Neverland, which accused the late singer of sexually abusing two young boys. You're out of order. Uh, the Jackson estate sued HBO for $100 million, arguing that the documentary violated a 27-year-old non-disparagement clause from a 1992 concert film from the Dangerous Tour. HBO has argued that the clause is irrelevant to the present dispute and accuses the Jackson estate of seeking to silence victims of sexual abuse. This is a violation of the sanity clause. Last year, the sanity clause? Oh, oh, oh. oh. <laughs> Last year, a lower court granted the estate's motion to take the dispute to arbitration as provided by the contract. Uh, HBO appealed, but, a, but on Monday, a three-judge panel... Of the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals held upheld the lower court ruling. So the judges conceded that the suit may be frivolous, as HBO claimed, but said it will be up to an arbitrator to make that call. Ladies and gentlemen, justice has been served today. Uh, HBO had uh, sought to avoid arbitration, saying that the network had never intended to grant Jackson and his heirs a veto over anything the network might ever want to say about him. I did find this uh, riveting, though these these couple of episodes, Leaving Neverland. It was it was pretty oh, yeah. pretty amazing. Oh my God! Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Sharon Osbourne's tested positive for coronavirus. Huh. Uh, the talk host revealed her diagnosis on Monday with a post on social media. Uh, she said she's currently self-isolating away from husband Ozzy. Right, because of his medical concerns. Correct. She also revealed that she was hospitalized for the infectious disease and encouraged her followers to stay safe and healthy amid the ongoing pandemic. Uh, her announcement comes less than a week after fellow talk Host Carrie Ann Inaba had shared that she had also tested positive for COVID-19. That's right. They're both on the talk together, and she also yep. hosts Dancing with the Stars. That She's is judge. Uh, yeah, she said that she had a fever, bad mm. cough, and lots of aches and pains. Uh, due to her testing positive, Inaba missed last week's taping of the talk. So it's going through that uh, that crew there. All right, we haven't heard this name in a while. Kate Middleton's sister, Pippa. Pippa! Is expecting her second child with James Matthews. You don't know what I give when I yell Pippa. I give that to you. I I I I, I pushed that out that Pippa. I screen. appreciate yeah. that. I was hoping you would. I was actually Pippa! planning on it. Uh, Pippa and James are thrilled. It's fantastic news amid a difficult year. Source told Page Six, who first absolutely reported the news. It's uh, the family is excited about it. Uh, the entire family is delighted. Delighted and thrilled and thrilled and. Delighted, according to the source. Uh, although details about the pregnancy remain private for now, Pippa and James. Pippa, and James, come here, look at my anus. Is that a polypus? Oh my god! <laughs> this is forty, yeah. right? Exactly. The royal version, right? Right. Take a look down there into the crack of my rectum. Uh, Pippa and James are already proud parents to a two-year-old son <laughs> named Arthur. And and while the couple has tried to keep their family life out of the spotlight, Pippa 
previously documented how she stayed fit and healthy before and after giving birth. So P- Pippa's first rise to fame was um, she had a very form-hugging uh, dress at her sister Kate's wedding, and that's what caught everyone's attention. Yep, she had As served... it was referred to by the royals, the turd cutter. Uh, she <laughs> served as maid of honor and was in charge of holding her, her family member's uh, regal train, if you recall. She was the one that would come up and fluff the train. Yeah. She's a fluffer. Uh, since then, uh, fans have followed Pippa's uh, journey through life. So uh, she has got Imagine a Imagine that. Imagine what shape your life is in when that becomes your life. She's got a baby on the way. Another one. Uh, staying within the royal family, Meghan Markle has really ruffled royal feathers by investing in a vegan latte brand and recruiting Oprah Winfrey to promote it. Insiders say that there were, quote, more than a few raised eyebrows following the news that Megan invested, uh, invested in Clever Brands, a startup using vegan oat milk for coffee lattes. Uh, she's reportedly building a portfolio of startup investments in a bid to remain financially independent from the royal this family. This is an abject disgrace <laughs> and a pot upon the royal family. And I, for one, will be not countenance <laughs> They won't stand for baloney. <laughs> <laughs> On Monday... and little tables and such. On Monday... He doesn't stand for baloney. <laughs> <laughs> Remember, we as a monarchy will never stand for baloney. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. He doesn't stand for baloney. Oh. <laughs> I heard a, uh, a thing yesterday, a guy <laughs> doing an impression of Neil Diamond singing the Oscar Mayer baloney song. Oh my god. Did well, you gotta, see it? No, I gotta, but, uh, uh, all right, Marissa. I'll if send you it could, to you. please. Yeah. It's so dumb. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, back to where we were. Okay. On Monday, Oprah Winfrey shared a post on Instagram story with her 19.2 million followers about a gift from my neighbor M, she said, along with a crown emoji. Mm. Uh, Oprah and Meghan are neighbors in Montecito. And do you think that they actually, do you think Meghan Markle will walk across the yard and go over and, uh, you know, hey, what are you doing? They stand on either side of the right. fence. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. with their uh, tea and their hair up and curls. Yeah. Oprah's post read, on the first day of Christmas, my neighbor M sent me a basket of deliciousness. Yes, that M, and she put in parentheses, my new drink of choice for the morning and night. Wish I had Clever Brands sooner uh, because I would have added to my favorite things list. Uh puts hashtag happy. Puppy uh, A royal... Sl- like piss water. <laughs> <laughs> a royal source... <laughs> Told the mirror, it's hard to see how emojis apparently trading on royal connections is respecting the values of the royal family. What? She's not even in the royal family anymore. I know. Well, if they cut her loose, list which they have, she can go do these endorsements. I understand. But they, uh, you know, if you're within the family... Well, so what is the status? Where where does they're she not. stand right they're now? They're not in the family. They're out. Or or they're, maybe there's like one more formal step they have to take. I'm not sure, Nick. They have to have some bloodletting. 
Anyhow, the latte kit bag is $28, by the way, if you want to get that. Uh, Machine Gun Kelly's stolen Aston Martin has been recovered in Los Angeles. God, I was worried about how he's going to get around. According Mm -hmm. to TMZ, law enforcement sources say the officers were patrolling late Sunday night when they saw someone driving the purple vehicle. Thanks for (laughs) turning my fly whip. As it drove by... Uh, the officers weren't in position to immediately go after it, but they later searched the area and spotted the car. Could you imagine Bond driving around in a purple accident? <laughs> this, uh, this is purple. Uh, sources say the cops found it abandoned in the driveway of a house with the engine running, and mm. the suspects were gone by the time the cops got there. The cops impounded the car, which they stay, say is still in good shape. And by the way, who steals a purple <laughs> Aston Martin? Right. I'd say that might be fairly easy uh, to, 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 to find. To find. Yeah, yeah. Exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. I mean, they're beautiful cars. I but... mean, there are a reason why, you know, like Toyota Camry and the Honda yeah. Accord. Are the most stolen cars yeah. in America. Uh, by yes. the way, uh, doesn't he use a low jack? I don't know. You should. Low jacks. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right. So Alicia Silverstone is. Oh, we'll get to that in a second, Casey. <laughs> Alicia Silverstone is still grieving about her son Bear's haircut. I'll let it go. Well, this is one of the things I could have skipped over. In <laughs> well, let me hear it now. Well, the nine-year-old child. I should have skipped over this. Well, the, is, this a, is this a hair change? Do we need? No, no. You, well, already, you already, already reported that. it. Oh, it's right. a hair change. Happened. Yeah. Old yeah. news. All right. So, so this is reflecting upon a story. The nine-year-old chopped his waist-length hair, and she says that she saved it. Uh, while he's happy, she says it's a big grown-up moment for a mom because I didn't realize how uh, when they. Take huh? their hair off, how much it changes them. He looks like a kid instead of my baby. You know, these I'm, are things that are hard uh, to adjust to, but wonderful, she said. I can see on one level because she was upset because he cut his hair because of bullying. Uh, but yes. apparently he kind of likes it short now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. maybe he he digs the look. Okay, does anybody want to hear a um, Neil Diamond impersonator sing the Absolutely. Oscar Mayer Absolutely. Maloney song? Yes. All right, so here, here we go. I haven't heard this yet. My Bologna has a first name. It's O-S-C-A-R. My Bologna has a second name. It's M-E-Y-E-R. Oh, I like to eat it every day. And if you last me while I say. Cause Oscar Mayer has a way with B-O-L-O-G-N-A. So I like the concept, I, the impression's not impression. right there. Yeah, <laughs> bad impression. Yeah. I told you it was bad. Told you because there's a lot more of this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Love on the rocks. Ain't no big surprise. It would have been, been better if it was a, it was a good yeah. impression. So um, My baloney <laughs> has a first name. I appreciate the effort, Casey, but I'm yeah. going thumbs down. On yeah, I, thought, I said it was stupid. You're not going to turn your chair around, yeah. is what I mean, you're saying. I prefer him singing the Big Mac <laughs> song better. I my chair around on that one. I'm sorry, Casey. <laughs> we should do that. <laughs> Casey's bits. We got to turn around no! first. I don't want to do that. And then you pitch. Right. <laughs> Let's do that. That'll be our thing. <laughs> Next time you have an idea, <laughs> okay. before you go, we'll go voice. We'll turn it. around. All right. Uh, let's see. All right. This is really nice. Um, in season two of a Snapchat series, Will from Home, Will Smith teamed up with Jason Derulo to give a 14-year-old cancer patient, Aiden, a PS5. This is awesome. In addition to the huge surprise, a $10,000 donation was made to Cook Children's Medical Center. Uh, the 10-episode series, by the way, will have other special guests, including Alicia Keys, DJ Khaled, Khal- uh, uh, Khaled. 
uh, Little Nas X, and Ludacris as well. So those will be coming up. I thought this is kind of cool. We'll be interested to see if it's uh, if it turns out to be good or not. But um, Chris Pine is in negotiations to star in Dungeons and Dragons, a film from Paramount. Um, and it would be obviously an adaptation of the popular fantasy role-playing game. Jonathan Goldstein and John Francis Daly, the duo best known for Game Night with Rachel McAdams and Jason Bateman, are directing the movie. This is good because they're also, this is, this is going to be, uh, they're planning a series. The next one is Solitaire, starring uh, Vin Diesel. <laughs> okay. Uh, Paramount is co-producing and co-financing the Dungeons & Dragons movie with Hasbro and E1. Uh, it was first adapted into a movie uh, for New Line Cinema in 2000. Uh, the film, which starred Justin Whalen, Marlon Wayans, and Jeremy Irons, was a critical and commercial flop. Do you know who's, who's, who's big? Uh, so many stars. I, I wouldn't be surprised if Chris Pine himself plays Dungeons and Dragons. They, you know, uh, who do we? Our, our friend Brian Poussain oh, yeah, yeah. has like a celebrity Dungeons and Dragons game night. He does a podcast based around it. I was never into that. It seemed like too much work for me. Preston, I agree. I, I used to work at, again, I, I don't mean to brag. I used to work at the B. Dalton bookstore. <laughs> but uh, uh, there, Preston, there were about 70 different b- hardcover books on how to play the oh, game. Oh, sure. Yeah. yeah, my sons play it. So that I'm, I'm around it, yeah. and, and it's, it's not my thing. But this weekend, I played a game, that mm-hmm. a, a board game that I am all in on really i don't know if we'll talk about it later on or <laughs> well, not. now you're gonna have to later on we want to hear about uh, it it's just I, I actually had dreams about it it's pretty wild <laughs> um all right well anyhow uh so the upcoming iteration has been in the works for years it was originally set up at warner brothers with ansel elgort being considered for the lead role but now they're uh negotiating with chris pine to see if what, something like that might happen what's the basic I mean, I, I flirted with it. I attempted it. Believe it or not, me of all people took a dive into Dungeons and Dragons because it was so huge at one time. Mm-hmm. What is the general plot line? Well, is it's, there one? I know it's an ever evolving game. You have guides that help you for yeah. different adventures, and right. I, you know, it it was too complex for me to try and figure out. But but there's a dungeon master who essentially guides you through it, and I think they. I don't know. Okay. They have these modules that you have yeah. to follow, but I, and I've, I've re, you know, Ready Player One, the book which I've read seven times now, focuses a lot on Dungeons and Dragons, on text and and yeah. uh, uh, you know, um, dice games like that. And I still don't know exactly how you do it, but um, yeah, I'm not yeah, okay. Sure. Yeah, I, we could we could. We're not going to take calls right now. No, no, <laughs> no, not on that. I have another. I have another couple not, stories. Not Kathy can tell us a little. Actually, one more story. The Library of Congress has unveiled its annual list of twenty-five movies to make the cut for the National Film Registry. Uh, the selection this year, considering uh, considered among America's most influential motion pictures, includes some really cool titles like Christopher Nolan's two thousand eight The Dark Knight. Yes, uh, DreamWorks Animation's Shrek. 1978 summer musical smash, Grease, has yeah. been added. And 1980 John Belushi, Dan Aykroyd comedy, The Blues Brothers. Uh, the list also notably shines a spotlight this year on diverse stories and filmmakers, including Wayne Wang's 1993 The Joy Luck Club. Good movie. 1963's Lilies of the Field. Lily. Uh, for which Sidney Poitier became the first African-American to win an Oscar for Best Actor. 
Melvin Van Peebles' 1971 Sweet Sweetbacks Badass Song. That's a great movie too. I don't, what's that about? Well, it's 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 from the, the. He's a great director. It's just it's just a slice of life. That's Mario's dad. Right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, 2010 documentary Freedom Riders and 1982's Losing Ground from Kathleen Collins. Out of the 25 movies selected, there is a record number of films directed by women, including Losing Ground, as well as Catherine Bigelow's uh, The Hurt Locker. Um, that won an Oscar. That was our first, Great for movie. me, Jeremy Renner. First time we saw Jeremy Renner. Yeah. 1913 silent film called Suspense, co-directed by Lois Weber. Yeah. 1918 silent pick Bread from Ida May Park. 1929's with car uh, and camera around the world. Uh, from Aloha Wonderwell. 1921's Man Eats Sandwich. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Ida Lupino's 1950 drama Outrage. Uh, Julie Dash's student film Illusions about Hollywood racism. 1994's The Devil Never Sleeps by Lourdes Portillo. And 2006's Mauna Kea, Temple Under Siege, co-directed by Joan Lander. So those are headed into... Uh, the National Registry now, the Library of Congress. Not uh, even a nod to the Croods? No, not yet. All I right. mean, it, but it's still in the box. It's still in the box. You're so right. Maybe uh, they got to wait until after that. Putting the uh, cart before the horse. All right. I think we're ready for the clips. Oh! Right. Yep. Tuesday's the best clip day. It is? <laughs> All right. I'm just trying to sell the sizzle. Well, we'll start with a good one. We're starting with somebody who has been here in our studio before. Prodigious introvert Beth Harmon. Discovers and masters the game of chess in the Queen's Gambit. In this clip, Anya Taylor-Joy discusses what she thinks viewers should know about the character Beth. You should know that Beth is somebody who does not find interactions with human beings particularly easy or enjoyable whilst she desperately seeks them. And in seeking a world in which she can understand something a little bit more, chess uh, takes that position very firmly. Yeah! Great show. The Queen's Gambit is streaming now on Netflix. M. Night Shyamalan posted on Instagram. It's him behind a couple of chess pieces on a chessboard, and he said, um, you know, how, how thrilled he was with her, and he said, I hope she takes my calls now. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, next clip. A mysterious force causes a group of teens to crash on a deserted island in the wilds. In this clip, co-star Mia Healy Discusses finding chemistry with the cast on set. Well, as actors, we didn't we didn't know each other at all. I don't think any of us knew each other. And so as us as actors began to get to know each other, so did our characters. So it was kind of reflective in our performances on, you know, on set because we were growing up, I guess, with each other as the season was going along. I don't give a f- uh, the Wilds is streaming now on Amazon Prime Video. By yeah, the way. I saw that, the trailer for it, yeah. show, and I was like, "I gotta watch this." <laughs> no, I mean, I already watched it. I watched Lost. Yeah, I know. Oh, I know. Really? Yeah. yeah. Okay. There've been a couple. The, the one that actually could have been good was sort of the Lost parody, mm. which had its moments. It was a comedy series that was sort of, um, you know, oh yeah, yeah, uh, but it uh, just didn't quite deliver. That's what I got in entertainment for you this morning, folks. <laughs> We are going to take a break. We are going to come back in a moment. We do have Mr. Skin on the show today. And so we'll find out uh, the top nude scenes of uh, 2020 with him. Uh, We also got some giveaways coming up. Tell you about those and more when we return. So stay close because we will not be gone long at all. Find 93.3 WMMR at radio.com. Yes. Yes, you can. 
So we had to dump out on something because Kathy was referring to some, a discussion we had off air uh, about Casey waiting for a particular product uh, that has not been shipped as of yet. And, of course, it's great now because you can track most <laughs> of the time what's being shipped and where it is and what stage of the shipping it's in before it ends up on your front doorstep. And uh, Kathy had said the actual name of the product, and mm-hmm. it's a gift for someone, so we had to dump out on that. <laughs> uh, Let's just say an auto suck. Uh, an auto suck? It's not that, yeah, but no. yeah. We'll just All right, say that. snowblower. So, so what's the story here? <laughs> all right, so the story is um, weeks ago. All right, I'm, I'm looking at the date now. Yeah, weeks ago I ordered a product uh, for Christmas for my wife. I, I can say that it is for my wife. And now oh, okay, when, when got the... It. I got it now. Right, so when, <laughs> the, when the product is shipped, you get the, the, the alert. Your product yes. has been shipped. Here's your tracking number. They're the, they're creating monsters here because now you know exactly where your product is. And my product is and has been sitting in a United States postal sorting facility in Atlanta, Georgia, for over a week. It's sitting on some shelf. shelf. <laughs> where did you order from? What what part of the world did it come from? Uh, from the United States. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Through, 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 uh, yeah. If you if you order things overseas, yeah. they have to sit for a while. Sometimes I ordered something from Germany, right, 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 and it it and uh, they had alerted me that the shipping once it gets to the U.S. and it's got to sit for a little while for whatever particular reason. I forgot what it is. It doesn't seem like it's um, been outside of the okay. state of Georgia. There right. is oh. okay. Did you order through a a popular online? Uh, purchasing. No, site. I bought it from the actual okay. like uh, manufacturer. Yeah. All right, so so you, Casey, you just raised a great point though. Y- years ago, you would order something, and it, it would take you had you had no knowledge. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, I forgot I ordered this, and it would show up, and you didn't even you had no perception of how long things take. We are so up to the second aware. From the time that I ordered, the order's been confirmed, the order's been received, the order's been processed, the order's on its way. Uh, and if you, you order... It's if you been use, delivered. It, yeah, if you Do use you every, like it? They take a picture, <laughs> review the delivery, yeah. take a, and you get a picture of where it is on your ha- at your yeah. house. The specificity yeah. has made us jaded, well, and you, you tend to forget the elaborate mechanism in place that allows all of this merchandise to move as much as it does. So, Case, this happened to me a couple of times. I'm just going to tell you how it ended for me. So the first time I actually went to the post office. Now, I know you can't do that. It's in uh, Georgia. But I went to the post office, and they found it. And they said, oh, yeah, here it is. And it had just been sitting there. Somehow it got lost in translation. It didn't get shipped out with, uh, you know, the carrier. And it was just sitting on a shelf there. Second time, I same thing. It was it was sitting in the Conshohocken uh, post office. I went there. Nothing. It, it was not there. They couldn't mm. find it. And it never came. And I had to call the company. And the company said, it's lost. We'll reship you another one. And they did. But yeah. um, those were the two different scenarios. Two times happened to me. Yeah, so... I, I emailed the, the manufacturer and I told and I sent them the product number, the tracking number, and they they finally sent me an email back. I got it this morning, and they basically just told me everything I already knew. They're like this right it's here. In you know, it'd be wild if they sent you back a picture with the guy wearing it. Oh my god! Especially Yeah, I know, I know. Uh, yeah, yeah, like, like, damn it! Like, um, okay, like yeah. risky business. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. The no. um yeah no no it's it's a puppy I mean it is a living animal yes, you that can't is just, leave that on the shelf leave that on the shelf Hang on Marissa's got a comment <laughs> Yeah Casey this happened to me last night 
Um, I was in Chester with my boyfriend. We were waiting for something to get delivered to his tap room. Um, he's watching the delivery site. And it says, will be delivered by the end of day today. That's yesterday. It says it had been put on a truck on Sunday. So we're watching it. We're watching it. We're waiting. We're waiting. Will be delivered by end of day. It's it's 6. It's 7. It's 7.30. And then suddenly it changes and says, no delivery date. Oh, that's what happens. So, that happens. So uh, yeah. even worse. So we start going home. Suddenly we see one of the trucks driving by. Okay. So we start chasing down the truck. Oh, my God. We followed it over to uh, another building in the area where he, we thought, was making deliveries. And we kind of sit and wait, and we're like, all right, you know, the tap room's around the corner. Maybe he'll make that his next stop. And then we're waiting and waiting, and the guy's there for a little bit, and we're like, screw it. We're just going to drive over to the truck. Yeah. Ask him if he has any deliveries. And he said, I'm pickup only. It's a mess out there. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. So that's in what fact- we got. I got a text here that says uh, the United States Postal Service is seeing six to eight times their normal holiday traffic this year. They're struggling to keep up, and I also have products in USPS purgatory right now. And listen, now. They, they've said this at the beginning of the holiday season. Oh, yeah. They expect said, it. expect yeah. it, order your stuff now because things like this because, are going to happen. But it's not oh. even just the USPS. It's, it's, it's every delivery service. Everything. I, yeah. I've seen um, Amazon deliveries being done by individual cars. People just driving around. It's oh, almost yeah. like an Uber service. Maybe it's, it is a, some version of an Uber service. Mm-hmm or whatever, but it's people driving their cars delivering Amazon products. Yeah. They've actually been doing that for for a while. Like one time I was, this is two years ago, uh, just a regular sedan pulled up in front of my house. Guy gets out, takes the order out of his trunk. It's a little surprising. Yeah, but, but I mean, it, when they're called on, uh, you know, to, yeah. to get those orders out, it is frustrating, though, but you're, the, the point of being acutely aware of where they are, I mean, they're seeing, again, at the beginning of the pandemic, so much shifted to online. People who had never really pulled the trigger on online shopping started to out of necessity. And so you're dealing with this. But when you press it, like you say, when you order something from overseas or whatever, and you're like, you're looking at it and you know where, where oh, it yeah. is. Yeah. It's like, what? Uh, where is it? Yeah. I, I, the first drone I ever ordered, because, you know, I'm a cool guy. I get drones. Uh, I went to uh, the FedEx thing. I got the tracking number and so on and so forth. They said they attempted to deliver. Here's the other scenario. I got the door. The door of the house is open. I'm sitting right in the room right by the front door. I'm waiting for this thing. Uh-huh. I'm waiting for this deal. I'm following it. I'm sitting there. I'm listening to music. I'm reading. I'm doing my de- I'm, I'm anticipating the delivery. It goes hours by, hours by, and I'm, I'm checking on the site. <laughs> and then I check the site again, and it says attempted delivery. I'm like, Impossible! Oh my God! I was Can right you ring here. Just... Yeah, how did you attempt it? <laughs> and so I ended up having to go to some delivery. Apparently, there's a, a FedEx hub office in Conchi that's you know re- removed, and I was finally able to get it. But I'm like, I was trying to be nice and make sure I was there because I know how hard these delivery workers are working. Yeah. So, but I mean. I don't know what kind of delivery attempt was made. Oh, I had to go to the FedEx hub. Uh, there was one in King of Prussia to pick something up because they right. needed a signature and they wouldn't just leave it at the door. Right. And I guess the uh, they attempted to deliver it again, like three times or whatever the the max is. But it was like every single time. That Are you we on all the services? Like, do you get do you get so you you can sign, for example, like on on UPS, you can pre-sign. I'm releasing this package. Here's my signature. It is a waiver, basically, for UPS to say. 
I've allowed you to do this. I will, you know, I'm, uh, I will take the risk. No, I didn't. I mean, listen, what was being delivered was a lot of money. I don't think I would have done okay, that for yes, that. It was so a I, box I was, of cash. It was fine to, to go. <laughs> no, it was my drugs that were being oh, shipped. Yeah, yeah, of course, so. yeah. <laughs> um, and listen, they're saying that the storm now is going to add more. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Because it might further up north, it might be even worse uh, than what we are expecting here. So, but you do get alerts. You, you'll notice, Preston. You do get alerts. For example, I'll get during uh, the the hurricanes or whatever. They'll they'll say because of this, be aware there may be a couple of days delay yeah. in your orders. Yeah. But I'll tell you what, ninety nine percent of the time. Across all of them, their ability to fulfill orders is amazing. It's just that one thing that you always end up wanting mm. that you need or whatever, or it's a gift, and you're sweating bullets around this time. Yeah, I think this year everybody gets a pass on late gifts, though. I think, yeah, I think it'll yeah. be understood, but I know it's definitely frustrating. Uh, Brian is a mailman. Uh, let's go to him. Hey, Brian, you are on the mor- You are on the show. Good morning. Hey, sorry to bother you guys at work. Nah, we need your help, so tell us what you know, man. Well, things are very delayed for us right now, and it is frustrating. We get to a house, and somebody says, it says it's at the office. Uh, Yes, but I don't have it with me today. Right. Um, It's just stuff is coming in all the time during the day, and the tracking automatically picks up that it's there. But we're shorthanded with people off because of COVID and uh, just people taking vacations, and they don't have enough personnel to actually get it to the actual carrier so that we can get it to the street. Brian, when you're moving stuff, when when, when things come to the post office and then they need to go out with, with your uh, drivers, with your, you know, deliverers, um, is it prioritized by when it arrived, like first come, first serve type of thing? They try to um, because of, uh, like you said, it comes in first. They try to get it all out. But once it hits the office, they try to just throw as much as they can. But like I said, being so shorthanded the way we are, sometimes we just can't do it all. So, Brian, is what you're saying that they should prioritize mail delivery based on media status? Yeah. <laughs> what about media status like radio coupled? radio people. Yeah. Right. What about media status coupled with the son of a formal, uh, formal, former postal worker? <laughs> oh, that would be awesome if they could uh, dictate which part, uh, which package comes in for you. I yeah. guess you have to be fair, Brian. Mm. Being short-handed, are are you guys? Is is the United States Post Office looking to hire more people right now? Uh, they're always looking to hire. We are constantly looking to hire. Um, we the problem is we hire five or six, and probably within two, three weeks to a month. Three or four of those quit right away. So right. It, yeah. it, we're having a problem keeping people around. My, my older brother did a UPS for a while, just a short period of time Thanks, while he was looking just to pick up some money while he was, you know, between gigs. And I think it might have been around the holidays. It, you're, like, in the trenches like you cannot believe. Yeah. And so that's that's in a normal season without uh, lockdowns and things of that nature. Right. It's I can only imagine what they are juggling currently. Yeah, I see. You know, my mom worked in the post office for years. She worked at 30th Street, and then she ended up working at the Morton Post Office. My cousin is a, uh, a mail um, carrier. Cliff and, ha- and, and has been for a really long time. If you work for the post office, it is a good gig. It pays you decent money. You get a really decent pension and, you know, all that sort of stuff. So Stamps? Uh, stamps? Well, you got to pay for stamps. I don't Damn think, it. I don't, I don't think you get take a, them? D- a discount for that. Or I, I, like that. I thought for every 100 packages that go through, you can pick one. <laughs> but my mom was saying where she used to work, uh, there's a guy who is going to retire at the end of the year. But he also, and we can't do this in our in our business, he also banked all of his sick days. So he basically... 
uh, is using all of his sick days right now. And so he is retiring, let's say, January 1, but he's not going to work for the rest of the year. Wow. Isn't that crazy? He so- banked all of his, he never took, wait, wait, sick days roll over? Mm-hmm. Oh, right, okay. Apparently so, yeah. Uh, they don't for I us. can see vacation days rolling over, but no, sick days, No, a lot days, of people's sick days will roll over. If they don't use them, they get to keep a certain amount, and it rolls Boy, over into vacation. Calper would go crazy. Sick, <laughs> sick, sick. I'm sick. Going through sick, the calendar. Sick. I'm sick. This time I'm going to be sick. This is sick days. I am sick. I don't feel so good. You know what I am? Sick. <laughs> All right, how many sick days do you get a year normally? Was it five or five, something? I think, okay. yeah, and plus so, two personal days. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I, I, I have like 100 days banked. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. you're not going to get them. I'm not going right? to get them. No. Yeah. Uh, let me go to some other calls. I have uh, Steve, who's a former post office employee. Hi, Steve. You're on the air. Good morning. Good morning, It. Hey, good, good morning, morning it. it. What's up, man? Yeah, dude, I'm listening over here, and I, I worked at the post office for a year. Yeah. And I picked up the gig because I was between jobs. I said, I'll do something easy. No big deal. I got there. The absolute worst job I've ever had in my life. I worked in the kitchen, in the heat. That was cake. You go to the post office. You come in there as a sub. It's called a sub. So you get a call at 4 in the morning if somebody calls out. And you got to jump up and go to work. Because some, some weeks you could work 40 hours. Other weeks you could work one day. Huh. And the stuff you go into, especially nowadays, they bring all the stuff in to just deliver packages for routes, okay? But nine times out of ten, there's packages just laying on the floor. It's like going into a little kid's room, looking at Legos everywhere. Stuff oh, man. Under here, kicked under there. You find packages. The supervisor will come up to you and say, oh, this package has been here for a week and a half. Like, oh, crap, it's already after Christmas. What the heck do we do now, bro? Wow. You know? Is that when you so get to keep it? <laughs> That's when you start rattling around the stuff and sniffing it and hear if it's making noises and stuff. You know what I mean? Right, yeah. right. <laughs> but it's just insane. Like, people think it's all easy peasy. But you go there and you, like the guy said before, be like, you'll have eight people come in and four people quit. It's no joke. I saw people crying at their little station. Oh, man. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, oh, it's no joke. And you're out there. It's pitch black outside. You got, like, a headlamp on your head. You're driving around not knowing where the heck you well, are. Well, that's where... That's where... Going yeah, postal comes life, from mm-hmm. it's, it's the, the, the stress and duress yeah. of of of, uh, uh, of the postal scenario. Going yeah, maybe, postal, maybe they should oh, totally ha- work on that. work on the you training program. Totally. When you're in there, it's crazy. Like you, you think they tell you when you go there, you're going to be assigned to a person, and you're going to work their route because that's how it is. You go in there and you're assigned to a route. Now, Casey said something about, "Oh, it's a great gig." Yeah, it's a great gig once you get a route, but you could be a sub for years. Somebody has to retire for a route to open up, mm. and then everybody bids on that route because it might be a nice day because they're all they're all time. Like mm-hmm. some days are nine hour days, some days are seven and a half hour days, but you get paid for an eight hour day. You understand? Right. Yep. So if there's a seven hour day and that's the route, like dude, I want that route because I get paid for eight hours, and when the mail's real light, I can blow through that route in like four hours, be home, and still get paid. You Steve, know I, mean? I know somebody who went, and especially during the spring and the summer, he basically golfed every day because he got his route done in like three or four hours, and then oh, he went and played. Sure. Yeah, then he went and played golf, and then uh, he finished his round. Then he went back in, clocked out, and he was good. Oh Probably God. not I golfing see, these days. I see our carriers out. are out yeah. until I, I've seen them. I'm not kidding you. Eight, nine o'clock at night. Right. Oh yeah, yeah. the guy in our neighborhood. Right the, now, yeah, the guy's great. No, all the time. And, no kidding. And I don't know if it's because they're short staffed or what, but I mean, they're vampires. Sometimes <laughs> I, I will. I'm like, I can't believe that truck is still out because wow. they park what out in front of my house. Too? Like a real bad thing if you're a sub. And say there's another sub working around, and they're not going to finish because you could get thrown on a route you've never done before. 
So it's like Easter egg hunt. Boom. You can get done your route, and your boss will call you and say, yo, you need to go help this person. You go out there. Mm. It could be 4 o'clock in the afternoon. You could be out, like like she said, till 9 o'clock at night with your little lamp on your head looking like an idiot. Wow. You know what I mean? Like, and is it a regular, thing. like, table lamp or just one of those mining things? Well, you got the kerosene on your backpack. And you that's right. Walk <laughs> so that's if you're a sub, right? Yeah. That's a what sub. if you're a dumb? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> then you make the hours. Yeah. I'm leaving. <laughs> If you're a cop, you can do what you want. Right, you know, right, right, yeah, right. you can tell by who's up on the wheel sp- being spun. All right, thank you, Steve. We're going to get some other calls. It, I appreciate bro. it, man. Take care, man. All right, uh, let me get from some people who've had some uh, shipping issues. I'm going to go to John. John, you're on the air. Good morning. Good morning, it. How are good, you? Good, good morning, morning it. it, sir. What's up? <laughs> hey, so I, I, uh, I'm originally from Red Hill, Montgomery County. I live out in Grand Rapids, Michigan now. Oh, wow. And, and uh, I... I um, I was trying to ship some packages to uh, to my mom in Red Hill, and I'm I, I'm a big proponent of the post office. My dad retired from the post office. He was a postmaster uh, in a, a variety of different post offices, and also one of the people who helped um, make some of the rules of the post office uh, for the legislative committees in Washington D.C. And I understand that they're handcuffed from a business model perspective, so it's very difficult for them to be competitive and and kind of really do what they need to to be competitive with the the other shipping. However, what became frustrating for me was that I had packages lost. I ordered a package from Land's End, and they ship from Land's End via UPS to the UPS, I'm sorry, United States Postal Service, and they will deliver it to your house from a distribution center. So um, my package was tracked from Land's End to the Lehigh Valley uh, distribution center, and it was handed over to, to the post office. And it sat there for nine days before I realized that it wasn't moving. So I called Land's End, and they had customer service try and track it down. And what they told me in the process was the fact that the United States Postal Service, due to volume, is not tracking their packages. All right. So, so, really, so you, UPS 70% of the way then to the, the, the uh, regular Postal Service, and that's where the hiccup occurred. That is correct. Yes, sir. All right. All right. So after the nine days, and then then what was the resolution on this? So uh, what what the um, what Lands End has done is sent me out a, a brand new package back into the system. They expedited it. Hopefully, it'll get there because I'm going to see my parents hopefully this weekend um, for a little bit of social distancing um, for Christmas. But um, but the other package we still don't know where it's at right mm-hmm. now. It's been in Lehigh Valley since uh, the fourth of December. Yeah, see, Case, oh. that's what you need to do. You have to contact the company so maybe they well, can, I like, did. overnight ship it. Yeah, no, I did, and then they said... Suck it. And also, they, ca- they Case, like, call them. It. Call them. Yeah. Honestly, well, honestly, and, and so so when you when you called Land's End, um, what was the reaction to your um, predicament? Not, not surprised at all. It sounds like it's a pretty common problem, not with just with Land's End and the post office, but also throughout the uh, shipping industry. I, I had both of my orders for Bath and Body Works lost as well. Huh. And I, had to do, I had to do the same thing for Bath and Body Works. Um, both of my mom's packages were lost. <laughs> so both were, both were gifts. So, I had to, so my, my mom's gifts might be getting there a little late. So day. I'm probably not going to get my smoked meat log. So. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, and, and the cheese tray, no. Absolutely. <laughs> All right, thanks for the call, yeah. man. It's good to hear from you. Thanks. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Kathy, uh, so the manufacturer said in general we typically need to wait for seven business days of non-movement in the USPS before filing a lost package claim. 
and setting you up for a refund and replacement. God damn it. I is don't, it, is I don't it, want well, a refund. I'm telling you, call, no, you have to She's call. Right. You She's get right. somebody on the phone. Yeah. You tell them, listen, it's a Christmas gift. It's sitting there. I need a new one shipped to me. I will ship this one back to you when it when it gets here, but I need a new one shipped. Give me the phone. Yeah, here's <laughs> the deal. Give me the phone. And, and, and yeah, right. I'm glad you said that because, Kathy, this is, you You know how to operate in this world. And, and when, when things like this happen to me, I, I'm I'm embarrassed to say that I've just chalked it up to um, it's gone. Uh, it's gone, and I'm not gonna because because that that pa- chasing the paper trail and following up with being passed on from department to department. At some point, I just go, this isn't worth it, and and I, I just chalk it up as a loss. I and will it sucks. I will say a lot of companies have gotten much better like it, it's you know you could probably hear the attitude in my voice a little bit that's not how i call i call first and you know you speak to them nicely and most times they will fix it for you you don't have to get into an argument if i guarantee you if you call case i want you to call because okay. listen casey could be a girl's name yes right yeah. No, yeah. and you know and they will likely say i'm yes, sorry hi, i'm a girl <laughs> <laughs> my name is casey or i sound like a no man. <laughs> i'm not transitioning you could be, uh, this could be a service for you, Kath. Uh, seriously. Honestly, I, you know. Listen, I'm no, calling Kathy, somebody today, too. Kathy, so Claire will have me do, there is a way to do it. And I and I, I don't say I smell blood, but I know how to, to work it. And you're right. If you come in, also remember that the person you're talking to is an intermediary. And they, they didn't they do are, it. They didn't do it. <laughs> yeah. And, and they, 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 they can spend time with someone and stay away from potentially for about 10 minutes from an a-hole they know is waiting on that line and deal with someone pleasant so they'll work your case if you're pleasant enough to them. Yeah. This could be Kathy's service. All you have to do, do is give her your name, address, phone number, credit card numbers, PIN number, uh, social, <laughs> and she'll take care of all of that Hey, right. yes. is there any, do you think there's a would be a problem with having a package concierge for every package shipped in the United States? Someone who follows Listen, in from beginning to end. I'm going to go back to, to what you're saying about being cordial and, yes. and nice to service people, but sometimes you get the people that it doesn't matter how pleasant and sweet you are yeah they're just not nice and i've had that happen before and i'm like how, how do you on, respond I haven't, I haven't even started to i i, I respond negatively yeah, yeah. after receiving a few cues that this person doesn't like their job yeah and they don't want to be here doing this and and, and I, I can't help but start to get defensive or even you know Aggressive, snitty. I get aggressive. I, I, I do. And you're with, well within your rights. I know the way you conduct yourself, and I, and I know that you're going to be very pleasant. So if someone's pushing you to that point, yeah. But, but I mean, also, you. It's not like you don't have recourse. Okay, I, I need need to speak to a, a manager. And I hate using that. Line. I know, but yeah. however, at least that first step gets you there, and then you call back, or you, and then you go up the chain. That's that's. I move from passive aggressive. Too aggressive, aggressive. Well, so yes, yeah, Steve. That's when I I say you have been super helpful. Yeah. Um, and I would like to speak to somebody else. You know, right, like yeah. I am overly nice to them. Thank you so much for helping me out today. And then you like sometimes they're like, oh, oh, uh, yeah. oh, yeah. okay. Uh, hold on a minute. Right, right, right. So you don't go as soon as they answer the phone. Let me speak to your manager. Nope. Oh, <laughs> no, 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 no. And in fact, I have before. I I got such a pleasant experience one time. This guy was helping me out with the the grandpad thing I was doing with my mom. I'm like, can I talk to your manager? Yeah. I want to tell him how great you are. And he's like, dude, you don't need to do that. I appreciate that. That's really cool. Put him on! Put him on now! 
<laughs> what part of the customer is right do you Listen, jerk off. I want to compliment you to your manager. Yeah, you put him on right now. I said over easy. Uh, <laughs> I said over easy. Let me go to... Hang on a second. I'm going to go to Bob. Hi, Bob. Hey, good morning. What's going on? Yo, Bob. bud. Taking your call. Bob. What you got to say, Bob. my friend? Bob! What? Listen, I, Bob! I, I, got the, I got the answer to all of your, your questions. All right. So my, my son works at a distribution center for a certain very big company, right? And in the morning... Uh, anybody can be a contracted delivery driver. Anybody. You you can just you just sign, show up, you sign a waiver form, and you get paid. Okay. Now, the rule is you can take as much as you can fit in your vehicle, but you have to be able to deliver that within a day. So what's happening is, is people are showing up. They're renting U-Haul trucks. And they're they're taking like five hundred packages. Bob, let me no. Let, let me jump in here and just clarify. Which which service allows you to do this? Are we are we talking what? the largest distributor in the world right now? Bob, what does it rhyme yes. with? Uh, okay, Flamazon. Where yes, Flamazon. Okay, Flamazon. Yes. Okay. So, All right. Go so ahead. in the morning, he's at the distribution <laughs> center. In the morning, he's got a half mile. There, there's a half mile of of vehicles pulling up to the, the distribution center of people with their vehicles. A lot of them have U-Haul trucks, and they're putting like five, 600 packages in those U-Haul trucks. Now, you know there is no way they're going to be able to deliver that within a day. Right. So what's happening is, is as now sometimes, yes, they have to take pictures, but you don't always get a picture to prove it. And the, they'll just say that they delivered it just to be able to get paid, and they're really not delivering it okay. that day. Huh, so, so how how often do you think it is is the case where they they so what do they do with the packages that are not delivered? Do they discard them? No. Well, a lot of times they'll they'll deliver it over the next couple of days. Okay. Uh, all right. So it might not be rampant, get, but this might be one of the for, issues. Let's say Flamazon well, for Flamazon. Well, I, I what like what we have a problem with. We live way out in the country, and this happens all the time. Um, because of the drive down the the main road that we is so long, right? They they've been dropping our packages off at the end of the road, uh, like a half mile away, with a neighbor, and mm-hmm. and just say and and saying it was delivered. old man Frickert. But they're not really delivering it to our house, and our neighbors have been bringing us our packages just because they don't have time to go down our road. Bob, you want to come down to the house your dildo's got here? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly, exactly. But I, I mean, they don't get paid unless they say they deliver every single thing that they take. Okay, that, that and, I mean, that makes sense, because I, I will see full-blown U-Haul rental trucks pull up into the neighborhood and, and guys get out and start dispensing packages. Exactly. And okay. That's why you see them in the regular cars. And the only rule is if you can fit it, you can take it and you deliver it. And then you get paid for everyone delivered. That's the same rule so, in porn. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Don't buy the you cow when the milk it. is for free. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't bring sand to the beach. Right, Preston? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, interesting. All right, Bob, I was not aware of that. Thanks for the heads up. We appreciate it. Hey, no problem. All right, see you, man. All right. Well, anyhow. I think uh, while frustration is going to be high this year, patience is going to have to be one of the things that we have to throw out the window. Uh, throw out the window. Know <laughs> <laughs> mm. that we have to be cognizant of. Right. It. We need to be aware that patience is is something. And I know you don't want it to happen to you, but Casey, I guess you're going to have to follow up and make some calls yeah. and see if you can kind of grease the wheel a little bit. So. I just don't know if they 
Kathy, are going to be able to send me a replacement package because I got this thing like at half price. Do do do, do a favor. Let Kathy take a swing at it. Yeah. And and I don't know what time they open, even before the end of the show, if she can go into and, and, and see if she can get the results. See if I could get right. it. Even look, I'd love to do, conduct that experiment yeah. because I think I know I know Kathy's got the chops. I, I feel that I'm pretty good at it too. But see what happens if she applies yeah. her methodology and gets you the results you're well, looking for. So what I wanted to say was I just don't know if the product is even uh, if they even have it anymore because it was such a good deal. Oh, really? And it was, I well, think, look, I, on I the, think, look on the site and see if they have it. Yeah, good point. All right. All right. <laughs> Anyhow, uh, there's going to be a lot of stories uh, like that, I would imagine, this time around. So just heads up on that. Hey, uh, by the way, before we take a break, we have a new Daily Rush video that's available for you. It's called Preston's Music News Hair. <laughs> I don't even remember this. I have no idea. It says Preston had a rogue hair and his best bud helped him out. So I Uh-oh. guess I'll need to watch that. Do you remember it? Yeah, I remember. I don't remember this. Uh, you can watch it now at PrestonandSteve.com. Sponsored by Punchline Philly, Fishtown's first comedy club restaurant and bar. That is a new Preston and Steve Daily Rush video. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back in a moment. We have some bizarre file stories right around the corner that are just for you. Stay with us. 93.3 WMMR. Streaming on WMMR.com. Our mobile app. Your smart speaker. And now at Radio.com. Jenny's Cookies and Cream Ugh. here this morning. So That's good. That's right. I have a $30 gift card for caller number 9 at 215-263-WMMR. By the, web- by the way, their website is Jenny's Cookies. J- G-I-N-N-Y-S cookies.com. You know, I found out about people who spell their name Ginny, G-I-N-N-Y. No. It's usually short for Virginia. Oh, right. And then they go by Ginny because Virginia, G-I-N-I-A, and then they spell it G-I-N-N-Y as opposed to J-E-N-N-Y. I think you're saddled with a little bit of difficulty when your name is Ginny because people automatically assume you're saying Jenny. Right. Yeah. I would think so. Yes. I was obsessed with Virginia when I was a kid, and I wished my name the was... The name or the area? No, the, bo- no yeah. both. Okay. I, so I used we used to drive down to Florida. I used to make my parents stop in Virginia anywhere. We, a restroom, no, a really? restaurant. I would get a t-shirt every time we went. Any idea why? <laughs> no. Virginia's I, for lovers? Or? I wanted to my name to be Virginia, so I did know that the nickname was Ginny because I used to call myself that. No. You know wow. his name for, right? What, what, I'm sorry. Who the state it? was named for? Who? Uh, queen Elizabeth, who was the Virgin Queen. Oh. And you so are maybe, still a virgin. Yeah. I bet you that's why your mom stopped you all the time. <laughs> oh, yeah. We're, we're down yeah. with that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's right. No, I don't know what it was. Was obsessed with How the name and the state. Oh, yeah. Case probably like um, maybe like elementary school to middle school. And okay. your mom would always take you to the chastity belt store. Stop. So no. did you love it when Train's song Meet Virginia came out? I, I, I loved everything yeah. about I loved everything that had to do with Virginia. Wow. I did a project on the state like when I was in school. Is it, was... it wild that they, they, they used to be Virginia's for lovers and Virginia is the virgin state. So Virginia is for lovers that don't go all the way. That's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, just lovers, yeah. not Yeah, not yeah, yeah. Just, just abo- <laughs> yeah, above the belt. Yeah. Maybe um, that's why. Well, by the way, going <laughs> Back to uh, Ginny's Cookies and Cream. You can give the gift of joy this holiday season when you can't go and bake with Grandma and other family members. You can send the homemade fresh baked cookies instead with Ginny's Cookies and Cream. They deliver anywhere in the U.S. You can visit Ginny'sCookies.com. Last day to order for guaranteed delivery is December 21st. They are sensational cookies. Yeah. They really are. Uh, yeah. Top notch. All right. Let's do the B5. Now, Bizarre. WMMR presents Bizarre. Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Final. And it's brought to you this morning by Auto Parts Expert, AutoPartsExpert.com. Hard to find brand name parts available 
same day, by the way. All right, we are going to start with this story. You hear about these all the time, but here's another one. A woman in Australia fell off a cliff to her death on Saturday after trying to take a photo at the precarious location. Yeah. Rosie Lumba was with her husband and child when the accident occurred at Grampians National Park in Australia's Victoria State. Uh, They were at uh, Barocca Lookout, an overhang by the side of the cliff that has a panoramic view of the mountains and town below. Uh, Police said that uh, Lumba climbed past safety barriers, warned signs uh, to pose on a rock for a photo when she tripped over the edge, falling more than 260 feet down the cliff face. And they apparently had told people they were going there and they warned them about this? Uh, not these guys, uh, yeah. but well, witnesses heard uh, Lumba screening, but were unable to help police. At or were ha- unable to help police, and the state emergency services worked for six hours to scale the cliff and retrieve her body. The viewing platform was closed throughout the afternoon during the retrieval process, but that was reopened to the public by 10 p.m. The lookout is a particularly popular photo spot. A quick search of location tag on Instagram shows dozens of photos showing people at the cliffside, legs dangling over the edge, or balanced on a narrow rock near the edge. A few even filmed themselves doing backflips by the edge. This might be what you're talking about, Steve. Local tour guide Graham Wood said he had warned his customers about the lookout just half an hour before Lumba's fall. I don't know if he was talking to them or not. He said, I made a comment to my customers that this... People climbing over the barrier happens all the time, and one of these days someone's going to fall off. I'm sad that uh, that it has happened. So it's horrible. Know, I don't know if he was talking directly yeah. to them or not, but listen, if there's a sign up, chances are you should probably not do what it says to not do. All right? Uh, German police have retrieved a surrealist painting worth more than $300,000 from a trash can at Dusseldorf Airport. The picture by French artist Yves Tengai was estimated to be worth around $340,000. It was discovered at the bottom of a recycling container used by the airport cleaners. So you're saying that's how much great art is in Dusseldorf? They're just throwing it out? They're just tossing it out. The tale behind the find is almost as surreal as the painting itself, whose title has not been identified. The abstract landscape first went missing on November 27th when an unnamed businessman accidentally left it at the check-in counter at the airport in western Germany. That artwork, painted in earthy tones, was packaged in a flat cardboard box measuring around 16 to 24 by 24 inches. It was only when the man was boarding his flight to Tel Aviv that he realized he had left his precious hand luggage behind. And upon arrival in Israel, he contacted the airport authorities to find the lost property. When it was unsuc- this was unsuccessful, he enlisted the help of his, new, uh, his nephew in Belgium. Eventually, his nephew, who has also not been named, traveled to Dusseldorf where he uh, lodged a report with the local police. When the case landed on the police commissioner's desk, he contacted the cleaning company that maintains the airport terminal and eventually joined the facility manager in sifting through a paper recycling bin, and they discovered the valuable painting at the bottom. Details of the painting's journey from the check-in counter to the recycling container remain hazy, but a family member was finally reunited with it in Dusseldorf earlier this week. So I, I can understand this guy's pain because I once uh, misplaced a bag of famous Amos at LAX. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it sucks. You were yeah. looking forward to I it. I was looking forward to it. But listen, it just goes to speak about our you know uh, issue we had about packages and yeah. delivering and them getting lost. So it can happen. All right, listen to this. The World War II grenade burned itself out in the sink, but melted part of the plastic windowsill. This is half of the story. Where's the first part of it? <laughs> I thought you were doing like a really cool tease. I thought so, too. Uh, the end. We will come back to that. Let me see if I can find it here. Ah, a mother and daughter 
are lucky to be alive after an 80-year-old World War II grenade they found on the beach exploded in their kitchen sink. So what happened to the sink? Jody Cruz, melted. <laughs> Did you hear about it? Jody Cruz and her daughter Isabella, who was eight years old, initially thought the grenade was a fossil or old bone. Ms. You know those fossilized grenades? Ms. Cruz said I posted photos of on uh, fossil and archaeology uh, sites and had lots of replies, but no one suggested it could be a grenade. So it, it was all covered over, so they didn't, you know, uh, it didn't look like a grenade. Uh, <laughs> one woman thought it looked like whale vomit, you know, um, uh, ambergris. 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 Not Amber. 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 One woman thought it looked like whale vomit and said that I could find out by poking it with a hot pin. Oh, man. She said a puff of white smoke would come out. However, Ms. Cruz and Isabella then received the shock of their lives when the grenade suddenly burst into flames in the dining room of their home. Ms. Cruz said it turned into a fireball. My daughter screamed and I ran out the back door. I grabbed the grenade and ran with it at arm's length. Take the grenade! Can you see this woman running with an on-fire <laughs> grenade at arm's length into the kitchen where I hurled it into the sink? We just went into survival mode. Then she went and got her cats and dogs out of the house. In the meantime, neighbors rushed to their aid, and one called the fire department. World War II grenade burned itself out. This is where we started. Okay. In the sink, but melted part of the plastic window cell, damaged the sink, and filled the house with smoke. Jody, so that's a, lot of, that's a lot of heat coming off that sucker. Yeah, Jody said, I've been told not to drink out of the taps as some of the chemicals from the grenade might have gone up them. And it was a fireman who said that it was a grenade. He said it was normally covered in a protective coating of wax. Uh, we were taking the dogs for a walk, and I found it on, on the pebbles. Uh, we often collect pieces of glass and driftwood as we uh, like making things. We're very arty and crafty, and I'd, it had strange ridges and looked more like a piece of bone. She wanted to make a grenade dream catcher. She said it wasn't very heavy and weighed the same as a bag of sugar, and I thought it might be an old knee joint. Mm. It didn't feel metallic at all. I took it home, and uh, by Thursday, after she read suggestions on social media, she decided to probe it with a pin, <laughs> uh, a hot pin, and then it, it caught on fire. Sure. Could have exploded more than it actually did. Wow. And then one last story. This one is for Kathy. The world's smallest target between Alpine and Marathon, Texas has been demolished. The city of Alpine said the property owner was concerned about the increasing instability of the structure and decided to demolish it before anyone got hurt. Chris Ruggia said the building was possibly a switch station for a nearby railroad, but nobody seems to know how the building was branded. I mean, Kathy, it's like a shack. And somebody just put the word target on it. Oh, okay. Uh, I see. I see the picture of it. And made it look like (laughs) Like the smallest target store in the world. It was painted red. Yeah, Yeah, it it looks hilarious, actually. Uh, So, uh, rated four out of five stars on TripAdvisor. The unofficial target location was born after someone installed the brand's logo onto a tiny cinder block structure. Off of U.S. Highway 90 in West Texas, but it's been demolished. Why they did they take it down? They don't know why. I'm not really sure. Or it's instability. Oh, knock it off. Yeah. All right. And there you go. That's what I have. In instability, mobility. For you. All right. We're going to take a break. And as we do break, it, uh, break, let's give some more stuff away. We had this screening of the movie Greenland, which is tonight at 730. We can get you a virtual seat for the virtual screening. And we'll take seven callers right now at 215-263-WMMR. Remember, it is tonight at 730. And Greenland is on demand everywhere on December 18th. And it stars Gerard Butler. It's about a planet-killing comet heading towards Earth. Sounds cool. We're going to take a break. When we get back, we'll talk movies. We have Mr. Skin on the show, the top ten nude scenes of the year. We'll see what he's up to. We'll be right back. Like what you hear? 
You can see it too. Check out Preston and Steve's Daily Rush on Xfinity On Demand. The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today, starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest-free financing. It's so easy. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today, starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest-free financing. It's so easy. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. By the way, call number 10. I can get you a $30 gift card for Ginny's Cookies and Cream. They're here today. Ricotta be Christmas time. Oh, man. That stuff is so good. What better way to celebrate the holidays than with a sweet treat from Ginny's Cookies? And for MMR listeners only, you can buy two Ginny's Cookie items through their online store and get one free now through December 19th. You have to use the promo code Annabelle <laughs> in order to get it. And by the way, they brought us uh, custom cake brownie cookies, M&M cookies, sugar cookies, ricotta cookies, butter cookies, and chocolate chip cookies. Uh, so get them from uh, Jenny's. All right, before we get Mr. Skin on for an interview, we have a bit of a problem. Houston, we have a problem in the studio. Actually, it happened in the bathroom. Nick, do you want to share? I went to the bathroom because I had to pee in that last break. I go to zip unzip my zipper, and I realize that my shirt, which is a dress shirt, is stuck in the zipper, and I can't pull my zipper down. Now, I also can't pull my pants down because my <laughs> shirt is attached to the zipper. So I believe, Casey, I, I actually was thinking about you in the bathroom, as I often do, yeah. uh, about just pulling my pants down around my ankles and peeing that way like elementary school. Right. right. But that effort uh, failed as well. You can't because it's attached to the shirt You got to take everything off. So I think I have to take it. everything off. Uh, I came back into the studio thinking, all right, maybe we can talk about this on air. And then Kathy's like, I can help. So I think what I have to do. Oh, Kathy's going to help. Yeah. Kathy, chew the, the zipper off. Yeah, oh, Kathy, I get on your knees. Well, you have a T-shirt. <laughs> all right, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to. You have a T-shirt under there. I know, but I want you to help. I know, so ah. I think you should. Uh, I mean, I think you should under your shirt, take okay. your shirt off, and then I should be able to get it out of your zipper. All right. All right, so he's taking this off. This is weird. It, it, no, it is. It, but he's it's, wearing... it's right. Kathy used to work at a urologist's office, so yeah, this yeah. is quite common. Yeah. Nick is wearing an Oxford-style shirt, so he is unbuttoning it right now. See, see where I, it's I can't stuck see there? your crotch All right. here. You can't see oh. my crotch? Oh, wow. It's oh. stuck. It's stuck good. Yeah, it's stuck so... good. Oh, yeah. Kathy, oh, wow. this is the most titillating thing I've ever if seen I you do. Yeah, me too. Uh, because yeah. it's not Friday. So Kathy is now tugging Ooh. on Nick's fly. She's actually pulling on it Hi. pretty hard. Oh, yeah. She has now got her hands on the zipper, and she's oh, yeah. jostling it. Dude, this is really stuck. Like, it's oh, not yeah. just on the one side of the zipper. It's all the way over to the other side. You Kathy, how did you do this at Westchester when you were in college? <laughs> Let me use my teeth. Nick, need yeah. a man to come over there and help you out of that? <laughs> no. Oh, yeah. I don't Oh, yeah. It's going to be my regular Saturday night thing, baby. Oh, yeah. Should I just take my dress shirt off? 
Yeah. All right. I think you're gonna, you may have to cut it. What do you think? I mean, no. I think no. if Let if you take try. take your pants Let and your shirt off, it. and I can work on it in okay. the next interview. Wait a second. Maybe I can help. <laughs> I'm gonna try. All right. Should I take my pants off first? Hang on, hang on. All right, Preston, you got to cup his uh, junk. Yeah. Oh wow. For support. How no the hell did way. you do that? I that, don't know. Yeah. It's bizarre. I mean, I've, I've already gone to the bathroom God. once today. Nick, it was just when you, probably when you were getting dressed. Preston, use your teeth. No, I, I peed once already. Or, oh, okay. Use your, did you get I'm any splash? Me? No, you're good. It's fine. We're friends. It's okay. We're, we're good. What, what guy fine. hasn't <laughs> touched his best friend's dong? Right? Dude, that, that will not. I know. Are right? you kidding? Not Do you want much. me to try? I mean, it's locked like, like it's got. Steve, I mean, come on over. Like it's, like it's fused together. Steve's going to rip your shirt. No oh, my gosh, dude. Do you care? Well, I'm not He's thrilled, but I got to have to pee. I'm not thrilled. I mean, you I know what I mean? I, it's, I can, if you want. You think try you it, dude. I, I tried. Oh, there oh, you go. Oh, Did it tear? It tore. Yeah, it oh. But you know what? It's now, the part that tucks in, so it's Can okay. you unzip, though? Is it still, if it still has that No. Pepper? Yeah. God <laughs> damn it. Shirt out. Because it's still in there. Oh, we got it. We got it. Uh -huh. yeah. Oh, you did it. Hey. I fixed it. I fixed it. You did it. I did it. Thank you, Steve. No problem. Taylor Steve, you just got a new nickname. Taylor Absolutely. <laughs> Tasty. Mm -hmm. Specializes in men's flies. <laughs> Hi, my name is Steve Morrison. If your pants have been caught in your jeans while you're in the bathroom, I'll come by. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'd love to do that. Well, thanks, guys. Sign uh, this waiver in case I touch your dong. All right. Well, it's perfect that our next guest is on the line, even though we didn't have full-on nudity. What happened to my... I had an info sheet over you here. You did. I don't know where yeah. it went. You want mine? Uh, yeah, for the time being, because uh, we, we always talk to this gentleman for, well, at least two, three times a year. He, he and is, it's uh, been going on for a good 20 years now, I think, something like that. Yeah, last time we had him on was to talk about the documentary that uh, he put together, which was great. Yeah, yep. So, uh, but now it's the end of the year, so we need our 10 nude scenes of the year. Make me over. We always play the song Celebrity Skin when he comes on. Please welcome to our program once again, Mr. Skin. Yeah. Good morning. Hey, Preston, Steve, how you guys doing? Yeah, I should always follow a zipper scene. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, Skin, we, um, yeah, we've been having you on a few times a year for as long as I can remember. Yeah, and yeah, we since the, since the 60s. <laughs> Absolutely. But we, you were our reporter for the Beatles performance at Ed Sullivan. <laughs> but we do have a, a theme song for you. We play Celebrity Skin by Hole. Right, I love it. Yeah, I does anybody it. else do that for you? And, and if not, does anybody, do you have a theme song anywhere else? I, I, for my Mr. Skin Minute, uh, we made some uh, theme music that we use, but uh, no, I love, this is a rarity that you guys uh, think enough of me to actually play a song every time I come on, so nice. thank you. Well, it's it, it's good to have you. I mean, we, we sometimes lose track as Preston was kind of, you know, we're kind of figuring out whether we, we you know, how far we are away from the Skinatomy Awards and all of that. Yeah. Uh, all that comes up, but this is, this is the end of the year top yeah. 10 list, correct? Yeah, and you know, uh, every year, and gosh, this will be my 22nd career top 10 list, believe it or not. I've been doing, running this business for 21 years, and um, it's it's pretty incredible. When I started, I had no idea I'd still be doing it uh, this long. But, you know, a lot of people are asking me because, you know, 2020, obviously, it's been a horrible year, COVID, pandemic, uh what and people thinking well maybe there wasn't as many movies or television shows but i gotta say it was like it was a skin demic of nudity there was so much so much television and movie stuff 
there just is so much now, even with everything that's going on, that when I do a top ten list now, I notice it. It's so hard to narrow it down to ten because there's just so much content. It's it's got honestly, and you know, I'd posed the question earlier on when we were talking about having you on. Uh, have you ever done anything for uh, like an offshoot or a subcategory for live stage nudity? Because that's been quite common in like like Equus and yeah, no, um, not for our website. The, there's some legal issues with that. Like um, you know, cameras aren't allowed, and you're talking about in plays. Exactly, stuff, right? exactly. Yeah. yeah, like I know about that stuff from my personal collection that I like just know about because of what I do. But right. it gets it's a little dicey. And here's the other thing. Um, if, if an act, we've always had the thing, like we, we, uh, focus on stuff that actresses willingly appear in. And when you, when you release a movie or a television show, you know, to the world, you've willingly done that. I don't think that's the same as if someone's in a play and they feel it's only going to be observed by the people in that room. Right. Someone takes a picture, it kind of like, that kind of messes up my whole vibe. So I see I know yeah. of that stuff, but I never u- decided to use it. Plus, <laughs> plus, it's usually crappy, uh, <laughs> crappy uh, footage, anyways. Well, well, you also yeah. say actress, but you also, as, as we point out, you also have a site that is male nudity as well. So yeah. you, you you cover all bases. Yeah, I, I hope you don't want me to go through the Mister <laughs> Man top ten list. <laughs> well, uh, you're here for you're here for the usual. It's it's yeah. you know it, it, it's your it's like you go to McDonald's for hamburgers. So <laughs> right, yeah. Exactly. Right. So, so, uh, are, are we going to go through the whole list, or are you just going to give us some whatever, thumbnails? Yeah, whatever you guys want. Uh, I should point out to your listeners, um, our top ten list of the best nude scenes of the year is right at the front page of MrSkin.com. You could follow along for free. It's, uh, it, it, like I said, it's pretty cool. But I'll just go, if you guys need to speed me up, go ahead. But okay. For instance, number ten uh, is Allison Brie in a movie called Horse Girl, and we know her as Annie from Community, the television show. And this was a Netflix original movie that was released on February 7th, right before uh, the COVID-19 and all that. And she plays an awkward introvert who works at a craft store. Now, in this scene that came in at number 10, she walks completely nude through the craft store and I think she must have crafted a merkin for herself because that is not really uh, – that is a wig, uh, by the way. But she's completely nude. If she if that really was uh, all of her, it probably would have been lower on the list, but it's still an amazing nude scene. Let, 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 me, let me ask you just on this. In an era of deep fakes where you can do things like replace – uh, you know, the cast of Step Brothers with Schwarzenegger and Stallone <laughs> seamlessly. Yes. Can you be sure now when you see scenes in movies like this that it's the actual actress and not uh, uh, one of the body doubles that yeah, are used? Yeah, well, you, what I think you're getting at is like how they could do with CGI and stuff. And right. One of the most famous examples was in Game of Thrones in that end of the fifth season when Lena Headey was doing that walk of shame. Yeah. And they and they they took a 24-year-old model's body to do the walk, and then they uh, they put Lena Headey's head onto her body, and you couldn't even tell. Uh, yeah. We knew, but most people couldn't tell. Okay. Yeah, it's it's tough, but we, you know what, it's, uh, the answer is yes, it makes it a little tougher, but there's usually people that work on the set or the information comes out, and, and a, a movie like Horse Girl, which didn't have a big budget, is not going to use this super high-tech, <laughs> uh, you know, way yeah. to, to cover the fact right. that she was nude. Some people are just like, hey, it's, it's fine to do nudity in a movie. Sure, no sure. It's, it's not like ILM stepped in. So, all right, so right, we got number exactly. 10. 
Yeah, that was number 10. Now, number 9 is Elle Fanning in The Great, which was a Hulu original series. And by the way, Elle's the younger sister of Dakota Fanning, and in this she plays Catherine the Great. And I have to say, I think this was some shock value here, because I didn't think Dakota Fanning's younger sister would show her Fanning before Dakota did. (laughs) Right. Uh, In this scene, she's at the foot of the bed. There's a guy and a girl. She strips completely nude to get into bed. And it's pretty pretty cool that uh, Elle Fanning did this nude scene. It was her nude debut, and that came in at number nine. And you you pointed out that that she has uh, Venus dimpled derriere. So she's got like two little dimples at the very top. Which yeah. is uh, which is very cute in it, my it's, opinion. It's funny yeah, because she looks nothing like uh, her sister. Are, are they right. of the same parent? I mean, mom and dad. Mom and dad. Yeah. Oh yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. She looks. Yeah, nothing she's gorgeous. Like her. Yeah. Yeah. yeah right. It's pretty pretty crazy. All right. On to number eight. Number eight. If you if you guys anyone who saw the movie Jojo Rabbit, which I love, it was great. It wasn't a nudity movie, but I loved it. You'll love number eight. It's Thomas and Mackenzie in a movie called True History of the Kelly Gang. And uh, Thomason is best known as the Jewish girl who was hiding in the wall in Jojo Rabbit. Oh. Yeah, I know. Now you're interested in the scene. And uh, she's a 20-year-old actress, and uh, this was uh, her first nude scene. And um, it's just for someone like me that loved that movie, that made this scene of her changing even more exciting than if it was someone I didn't know. I'm unfamiliar with the history of the Kelly Gang. What, what is the... Um... Uh, it's a it's a it's a movie about um, a it's an Australian kind of western. Type okay, of all right. And this isn't something. This came out in April, and again, it's something you would have saw on uh, uh, Netflix and um, may or may not have uh, watched. But we go through everything and saw this amazing. Yeah, movie. and to your earlier point, Netflix, Hulu, Amazon, Apple uh, Plus. Uh, yeah. all of this stuff generating content and where where nudity great and everything content, yeah. not just content, great content yeah. with amazing nudity. Yeah, it's pretty incredible. All right, number seven. Number seven is one of the reasons I love that Netflix and Hulu and those things you just mentioned exist is because they find shows from other countries and bring them over and plop them right in the front of your queue. And next thing you know, they become American mainstream shows, such as this Love and Anarchy, which is number seven, this Ida Engvall. And it's, she's a Swedish act, actress. It's a Swedish uh, television series. And it had the greatest premise ever. She's a mother, she's a mother of two. Um, in a terrible relationship, she's not happy, and she go at work. She meets like a tech guy, a younger guy, but he's a tech guy. Right. And the whole series, they just dare each other to do increasingly outrageous things. In her case, in this instance, that one number seven, they're at a public pool. She's in a bikini. He says, "I'm going to dare you. Take your bikini bottoms off. Jump out of the water. Go up to the diving board. Dive in, and then walk around the pool until you get kicked out." And it's a, it's just considering the whole story behind it, it's a really amazing scene. So it, 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 she's gorgeous. It, yeah. it, it sounds a little bit like it's a, like a Swedish Big Bang Theory, but with the yes. real bang, right? <laughs> right. It's yeah. really, it's an amazing scene. And again, because it's from Netflix and, and something it's, we all have access to, it's uh, uh, something we never would have had a chance to see five years ago or six yeah. years ago. You know, it's pretty cool. Um, so number six on the best nude scenes of 2020, there was a uh, a show on HBO you guys might have known, Lovecraft Co- uh, Country. I've heard yeah. great things about it. Yeah, but it's really weird because it's like a fantasy horror uh, about a guy who travels across the U.S. in the 1950s, and they'll do these nude scenes, and all of a sudden, like weird tentacles will pop out of you know, like it's, so it's a combination of normalcy and sci-fi. So it's really yep. weird. Kevin Smith but, is a Kevin Smith is a, is a friend of the show, and he's been raving about this. Yeah. No, it's a really good show, and uh, 
Journey Smollett Bell had a breakout year in 2020. She was in Birds of Prey with Margot Robbie, and uh, she was on Lovecraft Country. And in the fifth episode, she had a sex scene with Jonathan Majors, which I thought was just one of the hottest sex scenes of the year. And nudity-wise, it came in at number six. All right. Now, number five, you guys probably at least know about this show. Um, it's from HBO. It's called The Undoing. Yeah. Um, uh, and it's Matilda DeAngelis is the actress who won number five. But it's a, it was a psychological thriller miniseries starring Nicole Kidman and Hugh Grant. Now, a lot of people got hooked on this in the fall and had to stick through it all the way to the end. But what made the uh, cliffhanger ending much more enjoyable was all this great nudity from Matilda DeAngelis. So in the very first episode, Nicole Kidman sitting in a locker room and in walks – this gorgeous Italian actress, fully frontal nude, no Merkin here. Mm-hmm. And um, it was really a shocking, great nude scene. And then she did the thing where she sits and talks to, you know, the awkward thing that we have to deal with as guys and girls in locker rooms where someone's completely nude and then they just start talking to you. But a great scene to watch, and that was number five on our list. I was actually surprised that that was so low on the list, and it, it got me um, excited for four through one because yeah, that one in yeah. particular – because uh, I had actually you, just... Do you think it's a higher-level contender case? Well, I yeah. mean, I just watched a show, all of it, basically last week or the week before that, and, uh, I mean, she is just stunningly gorgeous. Uh, yeah, it, it, listen, and, and believe me, if I if I would have moved number five to number two, you guys would have been fine with it. And, but I think there's <laughs> there's no, like, right or wrong, and at some point I got to... Believe me, the hard, hardest part of my job, and I know no one's out there uh, worrying about the hard work I have to do, but, <laughs> Uh, it is. It's like trying to organize these and what truly is the best one. Well, let me give you a, a reason why I chose number four at this position. It's Margot Robbie, who's a huge star. Matilda DeAngelis is not like as big a star. But Margot Robbie did a movie called Dreamland. And, um, you know, it's it's been almost seven years since she did that breakthrough nude role in The Wolf of Wall Street. Right. And, uh, Classic scene. Oh, my God. And since then, she's become Harley Quinn, and she's an A-list actress. And uh, she did this movie. I guess it was filmed in, like, 2016 or 2017, and it just got released in November. But here, guys, she's uh, Margot Robbie is topless for two full minutes at the hour and 18-minute mark of this movie. <laughs> <laughs> you you know, know I mean, the exact time. So, so, but, but you do, and I know you, over the years, you place a lot of gravitas on the status of the yeah. actress and or actor. 100%. Listen, yeah. Yeah. the reason people like celebrity nudity is because you're a celebrity. Yeah. And, and listen, um, I always said, if you're familiar with the actress, I mean, if I told you that Jennifer Aniston was going to do a scene like Matilda DeAngelis did, but Jennifer Aniston's scene was a little darker and harder to see, I kind of think you'd still want to see the Jennifer Aniston. Right, because, yeah, because of, the, uh, of the, the curiosity. Uh, the yeah, yeah. yeah, no yeah. question. So that's always, it always trumps it. Now, in this case at number three, I kind of went outside the box, uh, no pun intended, but it's uh, Beatrice Barrichella. There's an HBO show called We Are Who We Are. And it's a new, it was new this year. It's about an American teenager who lives on a U.S. Army base in Italy with his two lesbian moms. Craziest premise for a show ever. But um, he parties with, like, all these Italian uh, kids. And this, this Beatrice Barrichella, who, granted, is not a famous person, but she has a sex scene that is so ridiculously hot. Plus, she also could easily win the Anatomy Awards for Best Breasts of 2020. I just... Uh, uh, threw everything out the window and had this at number three, but no one's going to complain because it's an amazing nude scene. So. Okay. And on, on to the last two. The final yeah, two. So 
last two here of 2020. This one is uh, Daisy Edgar Jones on a show called Normal People, which was a hit uh, Hulu series. Now, this was from Ireland. It was adapted from a novel called Normal People by Sally Rooney. And Daisy Edgar Jones plays an oddball girl who's in a really cool relationship with a brainy sports star. What people loved about normal people is how normal they were. They felt like, oh, I could relate to her and him and their relationship and what they're going through. It's not like Hollywood, you know, everyone has a, a you know, a great line and, and, and everything's, you know, uh, fake boobs and everything else. This was a really cool show. Like, I had so many people when this show came out want to know more about Daisy Edgar Jones and, the, you know, more about the show and all that. Well, but you, I thought, oh, go ahead. You, you, you recommend the series because I've heard a lot of people say what you said, that it, it just resonates as, as like a real slice of life. Yes, 100%. And um, she, in the sixth, ep- or I think the fourth episode, she does a nude selfie fully front you know fully yeah. nude. and she's a normal like girl next door and it's such a sexy scene and i thought all year that this was going to be the number one nude scene of the year until a little over a week ago uh, <laughs> okay. Wait, we got a drum roll for you i feel you. like you're about to reveal yeah. number one here yes uh number one is um from a movie called ammonite yes which is a uh a movie that was released on December 3rd on VOD. Hell, everything's on VOD now. And it stars Saoirse Ronan and Kate Winslet. Now, if you don't know, Saoirse, <laughs> Saoirse Ronan is a A-list actress. She's been nominated for four Oscars. Uh, uh, Lady um, Atonement, Lady Bird, Lady Bird Brooklyn. Uh, Little Women. Yeah, she's, Brooklyn is one of my favorite movies of all time. She Brooklyn, is, she's she's yeah. legitimately a great actress. Well, and it's funny because no one knows... Her, when, when you say her name, no one knows it because she spells it so weird that people yeah. don't know how. Who, they don't know how to pronounce her name. But yeah. anyway, trust me, she is an A-list actress. Kate Winslet, of course, is an A-list actress, and Kate Winslet plays uh, Mary Anning, who's a real-life fossil hunter back in like 1800s or something. They have an affair, and I got to tell you, I've never seen two A-list actresses have such graphic a sex scene as I did in Ammonite at the uh, hour and 23-minute mark. You will be blown away um, when you see this. By the way, if you're looking at the picture, that is Kate Winslet on the bottom and Saoirse. Okay. Yeah, this looks like uh, yeah. one of those H, uh, Lovecraft creatures here that we're oh looking at. Oh, my God, yeah, yeah. it is. I've never seen it. And, and it's that, you know, Kate Winslet's 45 and Saoirse Ronan's, uh, Saoirse Ronan's 26, and it reminds me of those great cougar kitten scenes <laughs> of, like, uh, Julianne Moore and Amanda Seyfried and Chloe or right. Kate Blanchett, Rooney Mara and Carol. So it, it really was hey. incredible and uh, just came out, like, 10 days ago or so. Hey, Mr. Skin, did, is this the first time that Saoirse has done nudity yes. in a film? Yes. Okay. That's another thing. Yeah, it was okay. another thing. So. Yeah, like I said, it's uh, um, it really was, in spite of how crappy a year this was, there still was so much content. Luckily, a lot of this stuff was filmed or shot, obviously, before you know COVID. So uh, we'll see what happens in 2021. If It might be a slow start and then pick up, but we'll see what happens. But still a great year, considering everything that happened. By the way, I want to bring attention to uh, what is listed here, The Tale of Ebenezer Splooge, oh, yeah. which is a cartoon which I is... Am- Yes, on I'm your very site. proud of that. Very proud of that. Uh, we just released it. I uh, I filmed it with my team um, a week or so ago, and they just put it on the front page of the site. You don't want to miss uh, 
Uh, the tale of Ebenezer Splooge. It's our Christmas special. So. <laughs> Christmas right. special. Okay. And also your documentary. I can't, what's the name of it again? I can't recommend it highly enough. It was really it's, it's, good. It's called Skin, A History of Nudity in the Movies. And, you know, since I talked to you guys, it's still on 26, or, uh, yeah, 26 different platforms like Amazon and iTunes and all that. But we sold it to Hulu. And it's the number. It was the number one movie at Hulu last week. So I'm like blown away. No, it, it, it's yeah. it's a legit documentary, a real study. If you're a cinephile, it shows you the history throughout, and it's done in a very thoughtful, comprehensive way. I have nothing but well, uh, praise for it. I, I really appreciate you saying that, and I can say that it's more serious than the tale of Ebenezer Splooge <laughs> and MrSkin.com. Okay. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> All right. So, Mr. Skin, what's what's the next list that uh, that's coming well, up? Well, I'll be talking to you guys around Oscar time when we uh, do our anatomy awards. And, and I really love that because it's a great way to curate. This was only 10 yeah. things that I could talk to you about. And we'll, we'll have 45 different categories of the wildest and craziest stuff from the year. And believe me, it was wild and crazy. Um, so I'll be talking to you guys about that right around Oscar. We'd time. like to suggest that you bring back a category that you created, which is one of our favorites, which <laughs> is best swingers of the year. Yes. Well, um, you know, I, I hope that if, there is a, if there is a legit swinger scene, um, and it has nothing to do with your dating, if there no. is a legit swinger scene, I will have it for you guys. Okay. Hey, is there is there a swinger uh, category on the male side as well? Wow. Oh, yeah. Wow. I mean, you no, could. They yeah. A, they call that a grandfather clock. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I love that. I've never heard that. The grandfather oh, clock. That's excellent. Yeah. That's terrific. Wow. Just take the L out. I love it. <laughs> All right, Mr. Skin, it's always a treat, man. Thanks. Oh, and yeah. wait a minute. Did I also see you had the top eightest, the top eight hottest Jewish celebs for Hanukkah? Yes. Yes, Mazel Topless. We have <laughs> Mazel Topless. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right, can we get a quick sample? What do you have? Oh, my God. They had, like, Jennifer Connelly's in there, uh, Scarlett Johansson, Sarah Silverman, Emmy Ross. Um, I'm trying oh, to remember. Goodness. Natalie Portman. Oh, my God. The Jewish actresses. It's an amazing. Alison Bree's Jewish. She's Someday, Jewish. we hope that Gal Gadot will end up on that. On that oh, list. yeah. There you go. Yeah. Never know. Big, go. big movie for her opening up. I doubt we're going to see yeah. any of your category worthy <laughs> stuff in Wonder Woman. What are you going to do? <laughs> um, excellent. Thank you, Mr. Skins. Great to talk to you. Have a great holiday, and we'll talk to you after the new year, okay? Yeah. Same to you guys. Thanks so much. It's Mr. Skins, yeah. guys. He's a savant, oh, that guy. He really is. I mean, he doesn't. He gives you absolute precision time points in a movie. To see this stuff. So the documentary, it's it's the history of nudity. Going back to silent films, he talks to a lot of the actresses. He takes it from their angle. He addresses Me Too. He addresses... So it, it's really well done. It, it's how it's played, how they sold it, how they've, how they've moved to the point now to make actresses comfortable in what's required and, and having people on set, actors and actresses yeah. for nudity. And I assume he could do a whole new chapter on how they conduct things... You know, uh, with uh, in in a COVID age, you know, right. also people are going to be uh, actually, believe it or not, they took cues as they point out in, in in Mr. Skin's movie from the porn industry in setting up certain guidelines. Yeah, um, and uh, it's it's just interesting. Wow. All right, well, listen, I want to take a break, but uh, speaking of movies, I want to give away some more uh, passes, virtual passes, virtual uh, seats for the virtual screening we have of the movie Greenland, which is tonight. Uh, Gerard Butler's in that movie. Uh, it'll be at 7.30, uh, so we'll take eight callers at 215-263-WMMR. You'll be able to watch it tonight, and don't forget that it does open 
widely on demand uh, on December 18th. And it is Gerard Butler, Family Fights for Survival as a Planet-Killing Comet Races to Earth. 215-263-WMMR. Like I said, we will take uh, eight call. Mm, yeah, I said eight callers. Right. Uh, we'll be back in just a moment. Stay with us. 93.3 WMMR and Parks Casino and Sportsbook present Preston and Steve's Christmas Miracle, the Polly Annabelle edition, and the return of the horrendous holiday attire competition, the Miller Lite Ugly Sweater Contest. This year's event is, surprise, going virtual. It's basically a good old-fashioned white elephant party. So get ready to steal your way to happiness. Tune in December 22nd. At stake, some of the coolest prizes, gadgets, and gifts from our winter wonderland of clients and sponsors. Like Revivalist Spirits, DeBruno Brothers, Duncan, and Primo Hoagies. Go to WMMR.com for details and online photo entry for the Miller Lite Ugly Sweater Contest. Preston and Steve's Christmas Miracle, the Polly Annabelle Edition. Presented by Parks Casino and Sportsbook. It's a Christmas miracle. And 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. With the uh, the first nor'easter of the year coming uh, tomorrow, the season, I should say, we might, you never know, we might get a visit from a very special creature we only recently found out about. Yeah, yeah, we just discovered, but... Uh... Magical is the only word I can think of. Quite possibly, we'll be blessed with the presence of the Nor'easter Bunny tomorrow. What? You know the story. Yeah. When a Nor'easter comes, the Nor'easter Bunny spreads candy to all the good children of the world. Yes, all the leftover candy from Easter. Yeah, that's in, say, one of uh, a radio show member's trunk from Halloween. And and Halloween, yes. So uh, so the Nor'easter Bunny uh, may arrive tomorrow morning. You'll have to tune in because we, we fortunately, we have a, a direct connection mm-hmm. uh, to the Nor'easter Bunny. So. You know, Jackie does his Santa watch, right. and we do the Nor'easter Bunny watch. Yep, huh? so uh, with the first Nor'easter coming, there's there's a chance that could happen. We'll have to see about that uh, tomorrow morning. Uh, I wanted to go back to something that we mentioned earlier uh, today um, in the entertainment news. Chris Pine is negotiating to be in what's been, uh, I guess, a, a couple of years long project, which is a movie about Dungeons and Dragons, right, the right. game. And Stevie would ask kind of briefly about how do you play that game anyway? Right. I, I really don't know. Uh, my, my sons play it, and I've seen them play it, and I don't want to play it. <laughs> um, Listen, you know, my, yeah. my attention level is non-existent. That that's not even that's not even remotely in the realm of possibility. Yeah, that game is so complex. It's it's a game that I think the majority of it is played in your head. So mm-hmm. I mean, you know, you, you, it's a fantasy game, and, yeah. and you, you think about these scenarios, and it can be exciting, and and you try to have these you know visions in your head. From what I understand of what's going on, and I know you use these modules, and there's somebody Spells. in charge, and yeah, there's all this stuff. But I tell you what, I had my friend Will, who was a D and D nerd back in the day, he used to play it. Uh, but he was really adamant about my family playing this game that he was recently turned on to by uh, his daughter's boyfriend. Nick, you had mentioned it on the air a few weeks ago. It's fun. And so... It's not for Steve. I was saying, I was saying, <laughs> eh, I'm like, I don't know. I've got to learn all the rules. And then... Rules? Got, the hardest, well, the hardest part about it is going through the learning process of getting up to speed on the game. I don't like When learning. there's a lot of variables. And you don't start having fun until you figure out how the game is played. <laughs> so Will came, brought it over. It was me and him and my son Carter. And he started to teach us this. Steve, we played it for... About eight hours. No. Wow. Straight? Um, we took a break for dinner, 
and then we kept on playing. <laughs> oh, dear but, God. But, so, so not, uh, yeah, I mean, all, all with the time all together that we were playing, actively playing, yeah. was at least eight hours because okay. we played five games. Okay, that's my question. And each game takes about hour and a half to two hours to play. How long to learn? It didn't take long at all. Really? Yeah. So anyhow, the game, I haven't even said the name of it, uh, it is called Catan. It's actually the Setter, Settlers of Catan. Okay, Chris Catan. And so we had, <laughs> apparently we had already had this game. I didn't even know it because we, we get games as gifts. <laughs> we buy games and then they sit on a shelf and we never play them. So uh, we played, I'm telling you, it was so much fun. And it's so, its concept is so basic. Am I right, Nick? Yeah, the, the game that came to mind first when learning how to play was uh, somewhat similar to Risk. You're trying to gain territory, right? And, um, Steve, I got so intimidated by just opening the box. I'm like, there's no way I'm ever going to yeah, learn box? this. box? Well, no, you, you well, look at it, in it, and my oh. I, I figure I'm too old. This is I'm an old dog at this point. I've never played this game growing up. I'm not going to learn how to play it, and I'm uh, my eyes are going to glaze over. Right. However, once you start getting into it, it really does become fun. There's a lot of strategy, and uh, it's kind of like um, I really don't think you'd ever make it past opening the box, Steve. But it's it's like Risk meets Monopoly meets um, maybe Dungeons and Dragons is on some level. Box so, easy to open, or is the it? box is easy okay. to open? Yeah. Um, so, okay. so Nick, the day after we we had our eight hour session, yeah. Independently, we had found out that all three of us, me, Carter, and and uh, Will, dreamed about the game that night. <laughs> oh, no. wow. We all had dreams about the game. Yeah. It was, I just dreamt that I we... I touched Nick Zipper. <laughs> <laughs> I just dreamt that we were continuing to play it. And, uh, you know, and it turned out Will had a dream that Carter was building these really long roads. And then, and I, right. I don't know what Carter's dream was about it. But it was so much fun. Like, I can't wait to play again. In the simplest language possible. Yeah. Okay. What is the basic gist of Catan? Okay. So you are, uh, your each player is essentially trying to build a uh, a settlement. Okay. In this, in this island of Catan. And on it, you, and you use dice to determine what happens a lot. But basically, you are trying to expand, and while expanding, you are trading with other people, All trading right. goods, not services, just goods. So the uh, the goods are uh, ore, wheat, uh, bricks, or clay, or whatever you want to call that, and wood. And I think that's it, right? Ore, wheat, wool. oh, and sheep, wool. Wool. livestock. Yeah, I like I wool. saying wool in my oh, head because of the wool. line from yeah from uh, the money pit. All right, so uh, yeah, so she just got thought she was good looking wool, right? Uh, but anyhow, so so wool obviously you can make clothes and you can also eat the right, sheep right. as well, and then wheat and and uh, so anyhow you can build using the the resources, and but you in order to do certain things like build roads and build sediments and build cities, you need to trade with other people, and then there are these ports that you can get that allow you to trade for other things, and it there's a strategy that comes in, and it becomes fun because the the trading there's really no rules to you're just you're just having at it. And I'll offer you this for that, but uh, you got to remind me, you know, when we come back around next time to do this favor for me, and you can screw people over or you can stay true to your word. It was so much fun. It sounds boring, but once you get started on it, Casey, I'm you down. would love it. Yeah. You would love it I'm because down. there's strategy involved. Casey's great at strategy games. Casey would be really good at it. Um, did you ever play Risk, Casey? Never. Okay. Never. I think you'd be good at that game as well. There, there, you See, really... I hated Risk. Did you really? Yeah. There is uh, Steve. He's too risky. <laughs> this game can end up uh, being brutal. My son was automatically better at it than I was, and, right. and his ability to develop strategy was was better than mine. Uh, but Preston, I told you about this off air. There's a, a series of videos by Will Wheaton, the actor, talking about strategy 
huh. with settlers of Catan. And basically, Steve, the, the concept, one of the concepts is you're a settler. Right. And you're, you're just trying to do a better job of settling these territories than anybody else. So as you're trading, you, you, uh, now the, the goal is you, you get the most prosperous settlement. Uh, you, there's a point system for how many settlements and cities and things like roads that you build. And whoever gets 10 points first wins. Can you absorb surrounding... Settlements? No. no, you can't. Can you do kill that. them? No, there's no no killing and pillaging. <laughs> there's no cannons. But I tell you what, at one point, so my son, who was uh, he, he just out of the gate, he just won like three games. Yeah, oh. I wanted to smack him. Yeah, he already knew how to play, or no? No, no, he didn't know how to play, no. and it wasn't because he won. It's because of his attitude. Uh. Oh, dad. Looks like uh, you could use some weed over there. <laughs> and so he was using this type of speech pattern. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. And I was like, yeah, you little son of a bitch. I could, right? Okay. Yeah, you're feeling pretty, feeling pretty confident right about now, aren't you? <laughs> you want to drive next week, buddy boy? Right, exactly. Oh, yeah, let's, forget, let's not uh, forget who holds the money in the real world, not on the island of Catan. Uh, but it. it was uh, it was a blast, and and it was surprising because I went into it thinking this is going to be a drag, and I ended up just having a blast. Can't wait to play. I, you know, it seems fun and it seems interesting, and I but I just know my limitations, you know. Uh, and uh, I, I would probably play with the pieces. Are the pieces edible? <laughs> no. Okay. Maybe you like could chew on them for a while, but you know. Yeah. I'd probably uh, do that. Hold on. Somebody texted and said, Catan is fantastic, but it destroys families like Monopoly and Risk do. <laughs> really? Yeah. It gets that volatile. Oh, well, so we have Monopoly still set up on the floor in Jace's playroom, and a game will sit there, and, you know, when we have time, we go and we play, and <laughs> it's like the longest Monopoly thing ever. But I will say, I don't. I don't mind it. You can't sit down and finish the game in in one sitting. I'd rather so I don't be mind going back to well, it. Here's the here's the difference <laughs> between that game, which I know what you're talking about, Kathy and Steve as well, because yeah. I don't I don't like Monopoly either. No, um, but we played it all the time as kids. Yeah. We really didn't know how the game ended and when there was a clear cut winner until somebody, somebody said, "I don't want to yeah, yeah. yeah. play anymore." But, oh but this has. Ten points and you win. That's right, it. Okay. So it's it's easy to determine who the winner is. Right. So that's game. what I liked about it, as opposed to Monopoly. Just the never ending game. Yeah. Yeah. We had one game of Catan that ended in like twenty five minutes, half hour, something like that. Wow. But yeah. Can, they can go fast if the stars align. And and guess who won that one? Not me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was Ben. One day it was Ben. Yeah. <laughs> I remember a flipping of the board though, Steve, when I was younger, like playing with my brothers and my parents, and um, I think it was the game of life. I don't think it was Monopoly. Life. Uh, yes, and I remember a, a flipping of the board, and I was like, mm, "Wow, yes. yeah. yeah." I believe it was my brother, which makes sense. I did do that with Risk one time. I was playing with the guy who ended up being the valedictorian of our high school. There yeah. you go. Yeah, the, the, it was stacked you against you. Board? He's a spinal surgeon now. Yeah. He's like insanely. <laughs> he's you know you he, he went bitch. to Harvard, yeah. and mm. it's not the yeah. guy we know that went to Harvard who's a spinal surgeon. It's another one. Anyway. <laughs> So yeah, and and I remember just after we played like three or four games, and he just destroyed me. I and Sit. Risk has tiny, yeah, itty yeah, bitty, yeah. fifteen hundred little bitty pieces, and I just went boom, <laughs> and I knocked it up. And years later, I kid you not, in the cracks between like the carpet and the wall, I found a couple of pieces. Yeah, Risk lives on. I hated that Catan. game. Uh, hang on, let me go to Fred. Hey, Fred. Good morning. Hey, good morning, guys. Hey, I we... like turtles. Mm, <laughs> it's like turtles. Nice. What's up, Fred? <laughs> uh, my uh, my daughter taught me the game Catan when she was in college, and now she's in her mid thirties. And her and her husband live in Virginia, and the wife and I will play. We'll do a Zoom call 
with them. But we'll play cities and nights. Uh, but we'll do a Zoom call, and sometimes the games will go for three or four hours. But wow. it's all good. We love it, man. I see. I didn't even know the game. I didn't know the game's been around that long. It doesn't surprise me, but uh, that's interesting. I just discovered it. Why is it so? It's yeah. be, I've heard a number of well, people mention why is it so popular? The but pandemic, because of the pandemic, pandemic guess, helped, right? and but uh, and, and also snow days. Like if yeah, you're sitting yeah. around and you're tired oh, of watching yeah, TV or whatever, yeah. it's, it's a great game for a snow day. Yeah. A few a few years ago, she got me a T-shirt for Christmas that said Catan. Destroying friendships since 1991. I love it. I love it. Thanks, Fred. By the way, our wives got to watch three movies while we were talking. Get out. Yeah. Uh, See, that was me. I would have been with them. I watched back-to-back Hallmark movies. Um, Hang on. So uh, Ross says you can play it as a drinking game, I think. Hey, Ross, good morning. Good morning, guys. How are you? Good. What's up, buddy? Good. We know we used to play it, and we would drink during it. So I apologize for the the miscommunication there. Okay. uh, It was um, when you... You can attest to this, Preston. When you're trading um, different resources, yeah. uh, we we started to, after more drinks, obviously would get. Um, it would be harder to understand what you were trading for. So you'd <laughs> yeah. be like, I, <laughs> I want two wood for three ore, and you'd be like, so what do you need? And it was just such a fun game. I love um, it. Yeah, it's 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 it seems complicated when you first kind of read it, but then after you play a game or two, it does get you know um, you know obviously get in the groove of just the understanding of it. So it is just such a blast and uh, I miss playing it. We used to play it all the time and we don't don't anymore. Everybody had kids and stuff, but right. uh, it is a great game. So I recommend nice. everybody go out and get it. So Thanks, when you Ross, when, appreciate it. Yeah, so it's it's a good game suggestion. On for each right turn now. you you you're up to trade. You Yeah, yeah. You, you get the opportunity to uh uh to roll the dice, see what happens and then if, if there's there's rules in place where you can screw yourself on the roll yeah, yeah. or uh and then then yeah then you have your opportunity to trade. What so. are you rolling the dice for? Uh you <laughs> Uh, you roll the dice uh, to see. Okay, so I, I don't, I'm not going to explain right, the entire right. game because it, it's going to really be okay. really boring to all talk right. about. But but it, it it helps you get resources essentially is what ends up happening. <laughs> okay, right? uh, but it, it's it's a blast. So I, I recommend it. Um, and uh, Casey bought my family uh, categories. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, and, and you said here have fun fighting over this game. I mean, honestly, that's it, it, like, hey, if you haven't been in an argument as a family in a long time, let's take this out for a spin. What a game <laughs> generates the most familial discord? <sighs> what mm. game can cause the most well, angry response? Is really, really. I, I maybe it's got, we didn't fight over categories. I think really? in Monopoly, there's like the ability to cheat sometimes, right. and you're like you're, you're screwing stealing, people over, screwing people over, stealing fake money, and and then treating it as if it's real money. You know, like there's a lot of backstabbing that can be done in Monopoly. Right. We yeah. actually, um, we got in a huge fight over the game a hole. It's a drinking game. Yeah. Right. yeah. And I mean, we got into a huge fight. Your family? Where, no, no. Oh. It was me. <laughs> And t- my two best friends. Come on, friends, mom, let's play a hole. Uh, my, my two best friends and their respective girlfriends at the time. Oh. Uh, I mean, it almost ended up in like a full on fist fight between the two girls. I remember you, this caused a long time rip, right? Yeah. I, and thankfully, the uh, the one guy and the girl didn't end up together because, <laughs> I mean, we probably would never ever be able to hang out together. But so here's the deal. And it's not the first time we got in a fight. And, and that particular girl. We got into a fight because I caught her cheating, and she took it. Cheating at a-hole or just cheating in general? No, at at, at a-hole. Okay. And that's the thing. It's a drinking game. You're supposed to cheat, but if you get caught. Right. Don't. 
like she like made it personal, right? And then she was like, "Nobody wants you here." <laughs> you oh know, my God. I was like, "Yo, Emily, yeah, chill out." Like, I caught you cheating. Stop being an a hole. We're playing a hole. You were supposed to do what you were doing. I just caught you. I just didn't want to see you here anyway. I was like, <laughs> and then so you know, fast forward a few months or a year or so later, she got caught again, and then it turned into this thing, and then. Um, the one girl, uh, ran upstairs, the other girl ran up and we just listened from downstairs cause you just heard like boom, 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 boom. And then you oh, heard they were the, going at it. Oh no, no. Oh. That was her running up the steps. And oh. then you, you, the, uh, the door went flying open oh, and God. the one boyfriend had to get involved and because wow. I, because I didn't have anything to do with anything. I just sat down there and I listened. I'm like, this is, this is so great. <laughs> this is amazing. <laughs> it was awesome. Uh, there, there was a uh, within my my group of friends. There's a, a, a it, it didn't lead to a fight, fight, but I was I just I was not happy. Uh, we were playing Trivial Pursuit, Trivial Pursuit, and the answer to the question was, I believe, the San Francisco 49ers. and I said Jerry Rice, and I was like, you guys knew what I meant. <laughs> You knew what I meant. You know, just the way it was phrased. It was, you know, right, and they wouldn't accept it. Was and, it the end? And it was for it was for a piece of cheese, man. It was for a piece of pie. <laughs> that was for a wedgie, huh? Yes. You yeah. call them wedgies? We call them wedgies. We call them piece of cheese. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, what do you call the pieces for Trivial Pursuit? I'm interested to know. Anybody has their own little thing. Uh, yeah, I so. was not having it, and I think I quit, and the whole deal. Oh, and this wow. is, yeah, I was really mad. Well, that's what categories is. <laughs> they knew surprised. what I meant, Kathy. You know, I, they you knew it. You have to say right you just answer. can't mean it, right? <laughs> Listen, there's a whole cheaters edition of Monopoly now. Oh, that, that, really? It's Monopoly cheaters edition. <laughs> and so it's part of the game. And if you cheat and you get caught, there's certain, like, there's rules. So oh. here's what happens. If you cheat, you don't get caught. Obviously, you get away with it. But then there's other times where you can, like, draw a card. And, yeah, it's a whole, it's a whole uh, new game. All right. all right. Now I'm thinking about all that. Right. I'm Son of a bitch. All right, wait. Let me go to cheese uh, wedge. Let me go to Mike. Hey, Mike. Good morning. I darn near dropped dead. Oh, wow. <laughs> darn near <laughs> dropped dead. That's an old yeah. one. What's up, buddy? Hey. Um. So we used to play trouble all the time, and after the games were over, we wouldn't talk to each other for three or four days. Trouble. Trouble, trouble had the popomatic, right? It did. Yes. Yeah. yeah popomatic. Pop the dice. Basically, around and then your friend takes you out, and then boom, friendship's over for you know. Trouble and sorry are almost yeah. the exact same game, except sorry uses cards instead of the popomatic. Right, and and it's the same type of thing. You can really screw people over, yeah. by hitting a certain number or, or or landing on top of them or whatever it is. Yeah, I remember yeah, that. Yeah, you Mike. send them all the way back. Yeah, Steve, one one of the best Carol Burnett skits ever. Oh, was Mama's family and they're right. playing they're sorry. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. my god, sorry. They just kill each other <laughs> uh, it can get that way yeah absolutely get that way all right so anyhow uh but try the is, is it settlers of uh yeah Catan? Yes. Catan. Catan. yes um realtors of Catan. realtors of Catan. the real housewives of Catan. uh you can try that out um i have a couple of junk drawer items i think oh, that might be fun means. to go through right. through if you don't mind yeah, yeah, yeah. um oh. uh, I yeah I, i'm sorry I, I sprung it on casey uh, let's dive in here and see what I can find. Steve, this is a. Some of these are a little bit late. I, I had these from last week, but this one I thought was worth bring, bringing up. 
Uh, Hyundai Motor Group? Yes. Uh, which, by the way, if you ever say the word Hyundai, I've been told by the, the corporate um, uh, directive is Hyundai rhymes with Sunday. Hyundai. Some, some people say Hyundai. Yeah. It looks like it would be pronounced Hyundai, but it's Stop Hyundai. It. Yeah. yeah, it's actually written like that on my, uh, sometimes I have them as a traffic sponsor. Okay. And it says, like Sunday. Like Sunday, mm-hmm. yeah. So it's not uh, Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Sunday. <laughs> um, Hyundai Motor Group has agreed to buy a controlling stake at Boston Dynamics Incorporated. Yeah. And a deal that <laughs> values the uh, mobile r- mobile robot firm at $1.1 billion. The most chilling stuff you've seen in the tech world is coming out of Boston Dynamics. You know what? What's interesting, though, is that they don't really turn a profit. No, really? no wonder. Um, no one wants kill bots. Everybody's afraid of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. Uh, Hyundai Motor Group, along with some associated companies, will acquire 80% interest in the U.S. robotics company uh, from SoftBank Group Corp, leaving the Japanese firm with a 20% share. Uh, South Korean conglomerate Hyundai uh, has been beeping up its research in robotics as it expands further into electric and autonomous vehicles. Uh, Hyundai plans to spend over $55 billion in the next five years uh, in these areas to become one of the world's leading auto manufacturers. So it'll be like a a kill droid in your Johnny cab. Uh, The broader empire is also exploring practical uses for industrial robots. So at times, Boston Dynamics has functioned more like a research organization in the business, turning out machines that are technologically advanced and whimsical but unprofitable. And that includes Spot the maneuverable dog-like robot that we've seen yep, for years yep. now. Uh, videos of its creations regularly rack up millions of views on YouTube. However, the company has said that it is currently, it isn't currently generating a profit on those. Well, yeah. You know what? They're, they're, maybe you got to put uh, some some cute, dangly, you know, like digger the dog ears on it. Well, I think they're still waiting for the practical uses yeah. of these things, and they're yeah. still ironing it all out. And I that, love you, Killjoyd. And that eventually we're going to see those things all over the place. Uh, patrolling yeah. and, and stuff like that. Oh, they're, they're, I think, who knows if they're not already out on the battlefield. Um, within SoftBank Boston. There'll be parents fighting over these at Toys R Us. Boston Dynamics formed part of a uh, dis- disparate collection of robotic ventures in the technology firm's portfolio, including developers of robots for warehouses, restaurants, and other industrial applications. Do you remember in Metalhead, they had yeah. uh, an encounter in a warehouse. With, yeah. yeah, so Metalhead is from uh, Black Mirror, and it's an episode that has to do with a robotic um, guard of sorts or a hunter-killer yeah. thing, and it's terrifying. This You look at it like that little thing? Yeah. Yeah, that yeah. little thing. Yeah! They had to have seen that episode, right? Like, is that mandatory viewing when you get to work at Boston Dynamics? Watch yeah, this. Don't go down this road. Make sure this doesn't happen. I guess once it gets into the AI side oh, of things, terrifying. That's what's uh, the scary part. There, there's. A, I'm reading Ready Player Two right now, yeah. and it focuses on AI <laughs> and how there are different levels of AI, and there's one level that you don't really want to go to. The leading, eye leading up to that, mm-hmm. uh, it can be okay. Uh, but anyhow, so Hyundai is uh, is pretty much they they've taken on eighty percent interest in Boston Dynamics. So they, we'll see if it takes them uh, to another level. We're watching clips of uh, of Metalhead right now. Damn, Man, that's scary! Thing. Wow. All right, let me find something else in the junk drawer here. A little less scary. All right, here's a, a question. This was posed in Orlando, 
And somebody had, the asked, Windy City. had asked the question uh, of a news uh, station there. Can I pass a police car that is going under the speed limit? Oh, yes. Man, yeah. Right? As long as you're following the speed limit. Yeah, but how do you feel about that no, when you're I doing ne- it? No, I never. I always pull up and challenge them to a race. You, mm. Oh, you like yeah. rev your engine no, and stuff? What will happen is at some point it becomes ludicrous if you have this elephant line behind a, a police car that's clearly just kind of, he's moving along, you know, checking out stuff. But if if you're going the um, if you're going the proper speed limit, then it should be okay. Then you're fine. Mm-hmm. What would you get pulled over for? Uh, it says although besides pretty, your drugs, although pretty nerve wracking, yes, you are allowed to pass a police vehicle that does not have any of their emergency equipment activated if they are going below the posted speed limit. However, you should proceed with caution. Uh-huh. Uh huh. This police officer said, even though it is not common, you could find yourself passing a marked police car that is located in the right travel lane. It would be one hundred. I would be one hundred percent sure. That they aren't traveling below the speed limit before you choose to pass this vehicle. And they could be actively observing traffic for violations. And you passing them could result in you being pulled over if they weren't actually below the limit in the first place. So make sure that you do look at your speedometer. And also, you never know. You might not know that your speedometer is off a tiny bit. I had my old car was ten was saying I was going ten miles per hour slower than I actually was, and it took like really? three or four tickets to get count. Oh, okay, I found you that realized. Out. And my dad did not believe me at all. He thought because I was a teenager, or yeah, my yeah, twenties or whatever it was. And one day he went out and he got pulled. I think either he got pulled over or we did a pacing thing. I don't remember. And he finally believed me. And the only way to officially go figure that out was go, to go through this really expensive process of taking it to a place that can, uh, you know, take a look and, and uh, calibrate. It's a pain things. in the ass. Yeah, yeah. so it, it can happen. So I have on my dash, um, it will actually tell me how fast of a speed limit I'm in. Do you, you guys have that oh, as yes. well? What okay. zone you're in? You're and in how, a 55 yes. or yeah. whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but there is one stretch of road near my house where it says, like, for instance, 45 in my car. But the sign says 35. They're not always 100% accurate. Okay. And, also in work it, sites. It has to. Well, there's work yeah. sites. But also, I think, Casey, uh, sometimes uh, updates aren't done to those software. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Um, and sometimes they just get it wrong. Okay. Uh, so kind of take it as a as a suggestion. Right. Uh, if you will. Uh, Waze is pretty solid about that stuff, too. It'll let you know. And then if you're going above the speed limit in your car, this little red uh, circle comes up around the speed right, limit. Right. It'll let you know that you're going over the speed limit. <laughs> <laughs> I do see that, though. It drives me crazy a lot of times when people will just fall in line. <laughs> I, if you're driving correctly, you'll be fine. Yeah. The there's a, Is it super troopers where the cops are messing with the people and this, let's say yeah. the speed limit is 55 and they're going like 25 yeah, right, right. and just because they know nobody is it's willing pass to pass them. them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. All right. What else do I have? Let's see. How about uh, th- uh, this is a nice story. All right. We like nice stories. I love it when these happen. Now, you have seen where someone will go to a fast food restaurant drive to and they will pay for the person behind them. And then it, then a chain uh, reaction event. I've ha- have you ever had that happen to you? I've never been in it. No. Okay. Uh-huh. I- I've done it for people and I had somebody do it for me. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was nice. It was a Dunkin' Donuts. Do you know if it uh, continued or because that's what you hope for that it will? I should have asked. I gave the going. guy oral later on just uh-huh. to say thank you as your tip. Yeah, but no, um, um, no, uh, yeah, they just said the guy, the guy in front of you paid for your, um, paid for your stuff. So there was this took place at a Dairy Queen in uh, Brainerd, Minnesota. Brainerd, 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 <laughs> and it resulted in over nine hundred cars. No. In the pay it forward chain. And in fact, it lasted over two days. And I'll tell you how that happened. Uh, the Tina Jensen, who was the store manager, told CNN a man uh, came by the drive through window, asked if he could pay for his meal and for the car behind him. This is on a Thursday. She uh, told the cashier, uh, this tends to happen uh, once in a while, but at most it lasts for like 15 or 20 cars and then it fizzles out. This time the chain continued for two and a half days. With over 900 cars participating, raking in $10,000 in sales. Are these 24-hour places? No. So I'll tell you how this happened. yeah. When the next customer came to the fast food chain's window, Jensen explained that the man in front of them had done what what they had done, and the act of kindness continued to multiply. When the chain closed for the night Thursday, one car left $10 to begin the chain up the next Friday morning. And it happened again on Saturday as well. So they were at the end. Close. They said, here's wow. 10 bucks. That's awesome. Save it for tomorrow. I would have slept there at the drive-thru to make Start sure that I got up. the next person, you know, just to yeah. make sure that it was accurate. Yeah. So 900 people in two and a half days. That's amazing. That's really there cool. There you go. That makes you feel good. It does. Do you ever do you ever call ahead and say, the guy in front of me is paying for me? That's a great <laughs> idea. Yeah, that's a brilliant idea. You call ahead. Hi, I'm going to be there at right. 10 a.m. and the guy in front of me. The guy in front of me is going to pick up my tab for me. I've uh, <laughs> I've done this at the uh, toll booths going into Philadelphia. Okay, uh, you know, just like the know, bridge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, five bucks behind me. I loved working the drive-through when I worked at McDonald's. It was a fun job. Why did you like it so much? Uh, the people. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, like, it, it's better than the register for some reason. It's definitely better than working the grill. You can see the crotches. I worked uh, the grill. The grill sucked. Yeah. The only time that it worked, uh, that it wasn't fun working there was was in the dead of winter because you had to open up the window, obviously, every every few minutes. But uh, it was, How protected? Would the, would the rain, would rain ever drive in? I mean, would you ever? Yeah, you there, had... there would be days where, like, the wind would be yeah. whipping in and... and uh, down the boardwalk. Down the boardwalk. I knew it. Jesus. <laughs> working in the drive to McDonald's. <laughs> hey, Nick! Hey, Nick! <laughs> Fries up! <laughs> I love it. <laughs> but Nick got yelled at by the boss. Nice hot apple pie. Nice hot apple pie. Boy, that ran out that filet of fish. <laughs> He's pushing all the things you're having a hard time selling at McRib. I know we're living on hard times and people trying to get ahead. But doesn't mean you can't have pie songs called Thunder Rose. <laughs> Drivers these days are so. Overcrowded now, the you know with oh with yeah, the pandemic, yeah, yes, the pandemic. Oh, the, you know, people. yeah. Uh, you, no, I see the one that I see the most jamming all the time is Wendy's. Yeah, Wendy's uh, up the road is uh, can be up the road <laughs> <laughs> can be pretty nasty. Yeah. <laughs> so Wendy's up the road, cars miles long, waiting for them. Wendy's hamburgers. <laughs> well, I think because blowing in the drive, listen <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. through your hair. Song's called Wendy's Road. <laughs> I think because of Chick Fil A uh, and their drive-through before the pandemic was always pretty, you know, hopping. They're 
the way they situate their uh, restaurants, the drive-through doesn't end up spilling out into the road. But uh, a lot of the other ones that near me, you press, you have a Freddy's, right? Yes, Freddy's is is uh, especially during the lunch rush and stuff like that. It it is spilling onto Sprawl Road. Well, case we're, we're going to start to see a a rethinking, and it's just uh, it's actually been pandemic accelerated yeah. in um uh, the efficiency of the drive through, multiple stations, of the way the food is is parsed out. Yeah, uh, and the, there'll be a bigger focus on that. I think for a lot of these restaurants than in in. Even post pandemic, I think they realize you can move. Uh, people got have gotten used to it. You can move a lot of product. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, all right, so let me see. We have time for s'more. Uh, s'mores. S'mores. Yeah. Hmm? Come on, you. Okay. There we go. You. <laughs> Here's another nice story. Uh, another nice story. Yeah, a guy's dad died. Oh, that's not nice. Uh, but it was in the drive-through. Uh, no, was not in the drive-through. Uh, many people dream of having their first legal drink when they turn 21. Oh, but... yeah. What? I heard the story. This is great, actually. Uh, the moment was extra special for one young young man in Massachusetts when he, his father had died several years prior. It didn't stop him from buying his son his first beer. Uh, when Matt Goodman was just 15 years old, his father died from cancer uh, before passing. However, Matt's father gave Matt's sister a $10 bill, and he told her to use the money on Matt's 21st birthday to buy him his first beer. On your 21st birthday, son, exhume my body and put me in the driver's seat. Oh, my God. <laughs> I want to be there when you have your first beer. <laughs> Matt's uh, sister, Casey. I don't know where I'll be then, but I'm sure I won't be smelling too good. <laughs> said, uh, anyone who knew my dad knew he was this goofy, larger-than-life-of-the-party guy. And my little brother was his entire world, she said. Uh, Matt's mother and sister held on to the bill for six years until Matt's 21st birthday. Uh, when it was used to do exactly what it was intended for. Here's your hooker money. Uh, <laughs> uh, Matt shared photos of the $10 bill and the beer he bought with it. A Bud Light, his father's favorite. Writing almost six years ago before my dad passed, gave me my sister this $10 bill to give me on my 21st birthday Aww. so he could buy me my first beer. Cheers, Pops. Having this one for you. You know, that would be a great way to get your kid to not drink any alcohol before their 21st birthday. Oh. Die. You know, be, yeah, all you have to do is die. <laughs> no. And and <laughs> somebody has to die. Somebody's gotta, yeah, nobody yeah. gets out of this thing alive. Okay. Right. <laughs> um, but if you were to say, I want to buy your first beer, but uh, you can't drink until you're 21. I'm sure. I want to buy it for you legally. The kid would never lie about having a beer outside of the agreement. Well, I mean, he's got to live with that for the rest of his life then. Right. Uh, So, by the way, uh, Budweiser noticed the tweet. It went viral. uh, And they responded, we're raising one to your pops, Matt. He got your first beer. The next one's on us. And so, apparently, they followed through with their promise, and they sent him several cases of beer. At a reduced price, right? Which No, free, <laughs> which was really nice. <laughs> That'll be $100. Uh, and then the kid followed up his uh, posting that people were apparently asking for his Venmo so that they could also buy him a beer. But instead of accepting the money, uh, he asked the donations to be sent to the Dana-Farber Cancer Institute. Oh. See, there you go. He's a fine young man. That's nice. That's very, very nice. He's yeah. a fine young man. <laughs> I'm sorry. I was so moved by the story, I came back down to earth. Wow. <laughs> you probably know this guy's dad. I absolutely do. He's, yeah. he's kind of a dickhead. Oh, wow. No! I'm sorry. I have to call him as a season. Drunk all the time and yeah, all that. All right. So we're moving on. Uh... 
Banksy's latest mural. This has, is the uh, the artist. Yes, yes, has delayed a homeowner's plans to sell in England after it recently appeared on the house's exterior wall. Is this the one there? It's it's on a like a pretty steep incline. Yep. So the the street artist piece titled Achoo depicts an elderly woman sneezing, sending her dentures flying out of her mouth, and is painted on the side of the house on a steep street. In Bristol, England, and the resulting effect is that the sneeze appears to be knocking the buildings down. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's pretty cool. That is great. I love that Banksy stuff. Yeah. Um, and in fact, when we were in London, I, I ended up taking a tour, a Beatles tour, which was priority one. Right. If I were to do another tour of just pop culture things, I would have wanted to go around and see a couple of works of Banksy's. If there are in, any in London, I just assume that there are. Oh, well, one of his most famous was the self-destroying yes. painting Yep, that once it was sold, it shredded itself. That's Which right. actually made it go up in value, in did value. it not? It did, okay. yeah. yeah, because the mechanism failed and it didn't destroy it all the way. It only did yeah. it halfway. It was supposed to cut it all to shreds, right? but it ended up increasing uh, the value way up, uh, which was interesting. So uh, this guy apparently... <laughs> Um, they were going to delay the sale on the house, but then this guy said he's actually going to sell it, which is going to increase the value of the of the home. Because that's amazing. Yeah. One of the cooler things I thought Banksy did was he created a whole bunch of artwork, and then he paid a guy to just sell it on the street. And yeah. um, the guy didn't know it was Banksy stuff, and the people buying it didn't know it was Banksy stuff. So they were buying Banksy pictures for like twenty bucks. Do you remember the artist uh, Christo? No. Who used to like oh, cover yeah. in small islands and like he did the uh, the tapestries in New York, right? right, in, right. in Central Park, there's uh, giant orange tapestries so, everywhere. Yeah, yeah. he he dealt in in enormous uh, art work or art installation, whatever you call it. Yep. So somebody has to know who Banksy is, right? I mean, that, yes, his mom. I would assume well, he's got an agent. <laughs> okay, um, that's so. my son. He is. He so that, has all kinds of artwork. That's how the stuff gets sold the, okay. when it's not street art that he's done. And I, I don't know if he's done much of anything other than street art, but he has sold pieces, and that <laughs> has to go through a broker and everything. Yeah, I think if I were to own any sort of famous pieces of art, it would have to be one would be Bob Ross. I would love to own a Bob you Ross want to painting. Own Bob Ross? And I would like to own a Banksy painting. And that's kind of it. You know, the Chia Pet, the Bob Ross Chia Pet is back. This yeah. Year. Yeah, as is the hey, Richard Simmons. By the way, can you get, you should be able to get custom Chia Pets made. Like to look what? like you and your family or your Why? pets and stuff like Why that. Why wouldn't they do that? You can do bobbleheads, yes, right? Yes, right. I, I don't know if they do. I've never really researched it. Speaking of Bob Ross, there was another story that no I way. actually have. A 73, yeah, let me, do, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, have you got to work around here and get the story. Uh, a 73-year-old grandfather may seem like an unlikely social media sensation, but Japan's Haramichi Shiba, uh, sh- uh, Shibi, Shabadu. Shabba, Hi, Grandma. Uh, Oh, God. What? Shib, uh, Azaki. Shibazaki. Shibazaki. Thank you. Haramuchi Shibazaki. Shibazaki. Is defying stereotypes, and they are calling him the Japanese Bob Ross. I am the Japanese Bob Ross. Uh, he makes happy little bonsais. Uh, the painter's YouTube channel, Watercolor by Shibazaki. Uh, yeah, thanks for tuning in. Uh, features a series of how-to art videos and has amassed more than 700,000 subscribers. His most popular video, a tree painting tutorial, <laughs> has been watched more than 5 million times. Does uh, this guy have a mellifluous voice? I don't know. Uh, it would be different. you got to do like this. That's, that wouldn't be very yeah. Bob Ross-like Oh, I can all. see, like, the watercolors are beautiful. Uh, Shibasaki. By the way, so speaking of uh, of Japanese art, and yes. um, yes. 
there, there. We talked about this briefly about David Lee Roth. Yeah. He's Japanese. Who, no, no, but he has no. gotten into the art of watercolor painting. Um, and I believe it's Japanese. I'm not sure if it's Japanese it or Chinese. Is it Japanese? It's Japanese, yeah. And so they did a feature on him on Sunday morning. Uh, somebody sent me a link to it. It was wildly compelling, and he is very talented. And he only does a little bit of weird Dave stuff. Yeah. There is a moment where he just kind of stares at the camera and looks very bizarre. <laughs> but but he, has, he has put in the legwork, and it's... I was quite surprised. Were you, Case? I really was as well um, because his work is actually pretty good. Um, yeah. it, you know, you just figure, here, here's this guy who's, you know, <laughs> he's worldly famous. He's a musician, singer, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, you know, so he's got all this expendable sort of time. And he did, he went to Japan and learned this specific form of, of uh, art. Yep. And he's good at it. Like, I mean, like really good at it. Yeah, and it's not just watercolors. It's the it's the outlining and everything that he does. It's very very precise. Um, and what it was, is it was wrong real, with your head, David? It, it was really cool. I know it does look a little bit odd. It looks like you had a landslide on the tip of your head. Uh, Shibasaki, by the way, who previously worked as an artist and teacher, first turned to YouTube in 2016 as a new medium to teach people painting. Uh, but the outbreak of COVID has brought new meaning to the channel. A lot of people are finding it uh, something they like. I think to watch. I'd like to see this. Yeah, I think I'd actually uh, at, at some point, you know, maybe in retirement or whatever. I think I'd like to take up painting, not watercolor. I never really liked watercolor, but maybe like oil painting. So I love I love um, uh, sketching and 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 I find it very relaxing. I would like to try sculpting. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Case, have you sampled uh, paint by number? No. That might be a good place to start because even though you're doing that and, and you know, you're doing what it tells you to do, right. as you're going along, it gives you the ideas and the technique. Okay. And then you can start to form your own hmm. uh, uh, your own type of artistic interpretation. Maybe that's you a did? good way to start. Yeah. yeah. Why not? Hmm. Uh, but I, I don't even... I, like, when I try to draw, Steve, I don't... I, like, I have no inspiration. I don't even know where to start. I, I'll, like, just, I'll just... I, I start yeah. moving the pen around or the, you know, whatever I'm using or the iPad a lot of times these days, and you just start going. I'll, I'll tell you this, though. Uh, you know, it's, it was the rage, and a lot of people loved it. The, all the knitting stuff. The, uh, yeah. the, that, the All that stuff became very therapeutic for... Do you do that, Kathy? Do you do the... No. I never, I never was... learned how to do it. Yeah, he did... Hats and scarves that were cool. They yeah, did a hat for Burt Kreischer while yeah. we were yeah. at the uh, like, board class. Right during the broadcast, you yep. made yeah. one. Yeah. I was looking for activities to do with my wife, and, you know, one of them. Wife activities. activities. No, just something that she and I could do, like, you know, on like yeah. a monthly basis. You know, one of the ideas was like, you know, oh, well, there's ballroom dancing, but I, I'm not down with that. But one of the ideas I had was maybe doing like a. Like a pottery class or something like yeah. that. That'd be kind of cool. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. There's, all, there's all kinds of stuff. Go to the crate barrel and. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Bed, 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 beyond. Yeah. Got a that whole is. it. So, you mm-hmm. know. Nice little Saturday plan. <laughs> um, all right. Anyhow, these are a few of my junk tour items. I'm glad I got them out of the way. Yeah. Pass them along to you, the consumer of the Preston and Steve show. And how would you like to consume some cookies? Yes. Jenny's Cookies and Cream came by this morning, left us some goods, and we'd like to share some with you. And I can give you a $30 gift card if you're caller number uh, 17. Yeah! 
At 215-263-WMMR, homemade fresh cook- baked cookies are sure to make everybody happy this holiday season. You can send a holiday tin of decadent ricotta cookies to everyone on your list. And you can use the promo code Annabelle. Annabelle. Now through December 19th, take advantage of their buy two, get one free special Annabelle. exclusively for MMR listeners. <laughs> Speaking of Annabelle, oh boy, yeah. don't forget about our Christmas miracle, the Annabelle edition. It's a white elephant style of uh, prize swapping that we're going to be doing. But also, the Miller Lite Ugly Sweater Contest is taking place. All you have to do is send us a picture of you in your ugly sweater, and you might win a year's worth of Miller Lite. We will choose the six finalists. Each one of us on the President's Steve Show gets to pick a finalist. And then the audience votes on it. But you, you can't be in it if you don't send us pictures. Go to WMMR.com and click on events, and you can get all the information right now. We're going to take a break. Come back in a second, and we'll get to the Bizarre File. 93.3 WMMR and Parks, Casino, and Sportsbook present Preston and Steve's Christmas Miracle, the Polly Annabelle edition, and the return of the horrendous holiday attire competition, the Miller Lite Ugly Sweater Contest. This year's event is, surprise, going virtual. It's basically a good old-fashioned white elephant party. So get ready to steal your way to happiness. Tune in December 22nd. At stake, some of the coolest prizes, gadgets, and gifts from our winter wonderland of clients and sponsors. Like handboards, surf skateboards, Godshaw's turkey bacon, and Jabra. Go to WMMR.com for details and online photo entry for the Miller Lite Ugly Sweater Contest. Preston and Steve's Christmas Miracle, the Polly Annabelle Edition. Presented by Parks Casino and Sportsbook. It's a Christmas miracle. And 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. We are going to do the Bizarre File, and we're going to do it right now. Now, Bizarre. WMMR presents Bizarre. Preston and Steve's Bizarre, Bizarre File. Brought to you by... The stock car racing experience. They're going to strap you on a 600-horsepower NASCAR-style stock car and then take you for the drive of your life at speeds of up to 160 miles per hour. You can check them out at 877stockcar.com. Well, let's be- begin with this little Dickens. 16-year-old George Johnson secretly racked up more then $16,000 in Apple App Store charges for his favorite video game, Sonic Forces, leaving his mom in shock. So $16,000. sixteen grand. Wow. Oh While working from home... Must during, be a fun game. During the pandemic, Jessica Johnson didn't realize that the younger of her two sons had gone on a shopping spree on her iPad. Over the month of July, George bought add-ons, boosters, starting with $1.99 red rings... And then moving up to $99.99 gold rings that allowed him to access new characters and more speed, spending hundreds of bucks at a time. It must have been worth the sixteen grand. On July 9th, a day when Jessica was working in the next room, there were 25 charges totaling over $2,500. Oh, my God. She said, it's like my six-year-old was doing lines of cocaine <laughs> and doing bigger and bigger hits. Wow. Oh, my God. When Jessica discovered Apple and PayPal were withdrawing hefty sums, $562 there, $601 there. From her Chase account, she assumed that it was a mistake or fraud and called the bank, confused by the unitemized charges. So the way the charges get bundled made it almost impossible to figure out that they were from a game. 
Still clueless that it was George's doing, Jessica filed a fraud claim in July when her bill reached $16,293. Jeez. But it wasn't until October that she was told by Chase that the charges were indeed hers and she needed to contact Apple. She realized it was George only when she reached out to Apple and was walked through a buried running list of all the charges. She said you wouldn't know how to find it without someone directing you. And when she saw the uh, Sonic icon, she knew that it was George. And she said that Apple told her that it was tough. They told me that because I didn't call within 60 days of the charges, that they can't do anything. And the reason I didn't call within 60 days was because Chase told me that it was likely fraud and that PayPal and Apple.com are top fraud charges. Jessica got no sympathy from the customer service agent even after confessing that she wouldn't be able to pay her family's mortgage. She admitted that she hadn't been. Uh, th- she admitted that she hadn't put preventative settings on her account because she didn't know about them. Mm. She still believes that the blame is with Apple. She said, "My son didn't understand that the money was real. How could he? He's playing a cartoon game in a world that he knows is not real. Why would the money be real to him? That would require a big cognitive leap." She's now scrambling to pay off his debt. She said, I didn't get a paycheck from March to September. My income has decreased by 80% this year. I may have to force this kid to pay me back in 15 years when he gets his first job. So they, nothing. Wow. They haven't worked with her at all. No, they Man. can't do it. So she waited way past the mark to uh, to get it taken care of. Well, to whomever this may help in this elf season, bake cookies, not elves, one mother warns. So the day before, talking about the elf on the shelf, the elves were held hostage in the refrigerator by some bad milk. Well, the following night, they needed to warm up after a day in the refrigerator. The day went on, and uh, the woman, her name is uh, Hightower, her last name is Hightower, uh, had stepped out to do some solo Christmas shopping. Her husband was home with the three kids and was going to go through the motions of getting them food. Without thinking, he turned on the oven to preheat the pros, uh, oh, the. No. And uh, proceeded with his hubby to-do list. It wasn't long before the oldest, Braylon, concerning yell from the kitchen, she recalled, Daddy, who turned on the oven? Oh, no. Thankfully, the two youngest were in the playroom playing, so they only heard of their elves uh, incident as Hightower's husband promptly got the elves out of the oven. (laughs) He came to her and said, Babe, I feel horrible. I cooked the elves. Oh, my God. I wonder what they taste like. After nearly an hour and a half search around Kansas City, three new L's were found, thankfully. Yes. And so they wrote, thankfully, Jingle, Bell, and Magic have made a miraculous miraculous recovery and are back to their silly ways. Oh, they're so funny the way they hang out in the oven. Yep. They didn't know they were in the oven. (laughs) Sure enough, it happened. Uh, All right. I love this story. Some people make mistakes when drunk, but this is particularly a bad mistake. Local Russian news website had reported that a 25-year-old man in St. Petersburg tried to hit on a woman that he saw on horseback. And when his advance was rejected, he tried to kiss the horse, but the animal bit his nose off in the process. Get it off! I want to kiss you. I want to kiss you. I want to kiss you. I want to kiss you, horsey. Uh, The website says he insisted on uh, doing so, even though the woman warned him that the horse might bite. They have huge teeth. Oh, yeah. Huge Tony Roberts teeth. Uh, The man was reportedly taken to a hospital for his injury. A photo of him with gauze over his nose seems to show him alert and awake. I didn't see that coming. (laughs) (laughs) 
but it bit off his nose. Wow. All right, and then we'll do one more story and wrap it up. Uh, one resident is fighting back after a string of Ontario package thefts in her area. Lori, Laura, Pr- Lori Pringle saw that she had a number of packages stolen from her porch in the past three years. This year, Pringle decided to leave her thieves a nasty surprise, and she packaged up feces in a delivery box before leaving it on her front porch. It didn't take long. A man took the bait. Pringle reports the box was stolen after only 40 minutes of oh, sitting outside. Oh, that's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She said, I live on a very busy downtown street. My front door pretty much opens out on the sidewalk, and I have a number of packages stolen in the three years I lived here. As a result, I have a very clear label for all my Amazon packages indicating that they should ring my video doorbell. Of course, uh, a couple of the couriers that Amazon uses almost never read the label, so that results in my packages being stolen fairly often. She was able to capture the reported theft on video and claims this isn't the first time the suspect has stolen in the area before. This time, he got a box full of crap. So it was a little bit of payback. Crap. I hope, uh, and I've seen in the past two years, is this person that creates essentially a glitter bomb. Yeah. Oh, they're, oh, that's an awesome, I, I, th- that device is ingenious. And last year, not only did they have the glitter bomb, but they added liquid ass in it as well. <laughs> so when the people got it home and opened it up, it has a fan in it, and it it blows the glitter all over the place. I think it discharged in their car, didn't they? When they were when they were escaping, they, they had well, there were several videos. Yeah, so yeah. so one of them is so he rigs up a camera so you can see it happen. Some people open up their car. Some people do it when they get home, <laughs> and so glitter bomb and liquid ass bomb. And I hope they add something else to oh, it. Oh, it's great this year. But I hope they definitely go through with it because it's entertaining as hell. And there you go. That's what I have in the B file. Okay, so I'm gonna need I already see this ahead of time. I'm going to need a music bed before we wrap. And as we are about to wrap, I want to give away the last of our Ginny's Cookies and Cream gift cards. I have a $30 gift card. Caller number 11 at 215-263-WMMR. You get it. You can make a new holiday tradition with Ginny's Cookies at-home cookie decorating kit. And your kit comes with pre-baked butter cookies in fun holiday shapes and gourmet buttercream icing so that you and your family can create your own holiday goodies. At-home decorating cookie kits are available now online at Jenny'sCookies.com. So good luck to caller number 11. We'll take a break. Come back in a second, and we'll ask you a lesson question or more when we get back. Love Preston and Steve and WMMR? Check out WMMR.com for more of everything that rocks. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Sunshine today, high of about 40 is what we're getting at. And then, of course, you know the snow is coming tomorrow. Depending on where you are, depends on the severity of the snowfall and the accumulation numbers and all that stuff. So it could be anywhere from 6 inches to maybe 18, 20 inches, something like that. North and west are going to get the brunt of it uh, from what I have been told. So just heads up on that. And with that, that first snowfall, even when it's almost about to happen... Sometimes the nor'easter bunny shows up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if, if the conditions are right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And maybe we'll get lucky and have uh, have a, you know, a sighting of the nor'easter bunny tomorrow morning. May I, I suggest hoping. something? Sure. Be as good as you can be. Yes. <laughs> he sees everything. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, as he... He says, uh, as he comes in, he says, hey, yo. Uh, Exactly. And that's if you turn around, (laughs) if you turn around at the right time and you've been good, you might get some candy thrown in your face. From from the Nor'easter Bunny. 
We'll see what happens tomorrow morning. All right, uh, I'm going to do a lesson question. Today we are going to give away a rental code to see The Croods. It's the number one movie in America. Absolutely. So the question that I have for you this morning is, uh, those in the British monarchy will never stand for what? (laughs) 215-263-WMMR. They won't, you know. Uh, Those in the British monarchy will never stand for what? 215-263-WMMR. Do you know what the answer is? Call now. We're going to do the trash while you're calling. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. Brought to you by Omaha Steaks. Visit omahasteaks.com. Type Preston in the search bar. You can get exclusive deals, including... The Deluxe Grillers Assortment, which includes four free burgers and a free digital meat thermometer, omahasteaks.com. What's going on this morning, Steve? Well, Olivia Jade's boyfriend, Jackson Guthy, giving his perspective on her Red Table Talk with Jada Pinkett Smith. Guthy, who's actually not as bright as Olivia, told People Magazine that he believes the table really is red. (laughs) The Bachelor season 25 premiering January 4th. It's going to make history with the first black Bachelor ever Matt James. James says as a black man, he presented new opportunities to the show, like an endurance game where all 32 bachelorettes had to keep one hand on his junk. Oh, my God. And finally, Kylie Jenner named the world's highest paid celebrity of 2020. Get this. She earned over $590 million. Kylie accredits her success to reinventing herself in a laboratory. Yeah. All right, we shall see if we can get an answer to the lesson question, which is, uh, those in the British monarchy will never stand for what? 215-263-WMMR. I will go to Will and see if he knows the answer. Hey, Will. Hey, yo. (laughs) That was spot on, Will. All right, what will those in the British monarchy never stand for? Baloney. Baloney. That's right, he won't stand for baloney. He doesn't stand for baloney. All right. Well, hang on the line. We're going to set you up, and we are going to give you a rental code to see the Crudes New Age. DreamWorks Animation presents a holiday event for the entire family. As Nicolas Cage, Emma Stone, Ryan Reynolds, Peter Dinklage, Leslie Mann, and Kelly Marie Tran star in the Crudes New Age in theaters now. And it's on demand on Friday and is rated PG. Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. Brought to you this morning by uh, Primo Hoagies. Game day at holiday and holiday gatherings uh, might be more intimate this year, but just because you can't host a Primo celebration doesn't mean you can't have a Primo Hoagie. Locations at PrimoHoagies.com. It's not just a Hoagie, it's a Primo Chris Cornell's wife has revealed that unreleased Soundgarden music will eventually see the light of day. In an interview with USA Today, Vicki Cornell said, All of Chris's music, including Soundgarden, will see the light of day because there's nothing in the world that lifts me more than sharing Chris's gifts, having people speak his name, and having his music out there. Uh, She continued saying he's alive that way and his legacy lives on. Uh, so it's the most important thing to me, seeing how much people love him, miss him, respect him, and how much we want more of his music out there. So everything will be released, she said. So All right. We're not going to hang good on news. any of it. Yeah, I love hearing that. And it's the short music news. I only have one more thing what? today. What? Yeah. Say it slowly. 
Uh, no. Right. The White Stripes are continuing to celebrate their greatest hits album with the release of two legendary Saturday Night Live performances. Uh, the release of their international single, B-Sides, and a new live album. Uh, the two SNL performances, Dead Leaves in the Dirty Ground and We're Going to Be Friends, are streaming now exclusively at NBC.com and the official Saturday Night Live YouTube channel. Uh, they're from White Stripes' one and only SNL appearance, which was on October 19th, 2002. I love that We're Going to Be Friends song. It's in uh, yeah. Napoleon Dynamite. It's a oh, great yeah? tune, yeah. It doesn't get a lot of radio play, but it's a, it's a really pretty song and shows uh, how, how great Jack is at acoustic guitar. Uh, additionally, a handful of international single B-sides have been released digitally worldwide, marking their first digital release in the U.S. and Canada. Uh, the White Stripes Live at 40 Watts in Athens was also released on Monday. The 11-track live collection recorded September 27, 1999 at the 40 Watt Club in Athens and available exclusively via the official Third Man Records band camp through Sunday, December 20th. Only pro- proceeds will directly benefit Fair Fight, uh, the voter participation advocacy group founded by Stacey Abrams. White Stripes' greatest hits debuted at number one on both the Billboard Current Rock albums and current alternative album charts, as well as hitting number two on the vinyl albums chart. The album also reached number four on the Billboard Top Albums and Top Current Albums chart. And that is all I'm afraid we have today in music news. There's one other thing if you want to. It's kind of music news related. Do you have the audio clip of Smokey Robinson doing a cameo? Uh, Let's see if we have it. I read that we have it, but I did not. It's a Hanukkah wish. Hmm. Uh, it was spelled in the uh, one of the traditional ways. Case it would have been before that, I would think. It was from the, this morning. Oh, okay. Then we don't have it. It's right. on its way. All right. It is, I think, maybe. <laughs> there no. it is. Oh, yeah. yeah. All right. Oh, no. We have no. we have Snokey Robinson. Snokey. Oh, oh Snokey yeah. Robinson. Snokey is, was on the Jersey Shore. <laughs> Close enough. Here yeah. we go. Surprise, surprise. This is Smokey Robinson. I was contacted by your sons, Jeff and Jerry. They told me that you used to live in Detroit across the street from me. And gosh, that's that's beautiful. And they wanted me to wish you happy Chinooka. I have no idea what Chinooka is, but happy Chinooka because they said so. Anyway, God bless you, babe. And enjoy Chinooka. Have a wonderful time. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. Oh enjoy Chinooka. <laughs> I was wishing somebody a ha- happy Hanukkah the other day, and I started to text it in, and I was yeah. going to spell it with the H. Right. Uh, and I, as I was feeling, it, it wouldn't help me correctly write it, and I had to look it up how to I correctly hate that. spell Hanukkah. You know what? There are multiple ways to spell it. Some have two ends. Yeah, some has one end. Yeah. Some has the C-H. Yeah. Uh, uh, so it's. It, I don't blame Smokey Robinson for this at all. But Chinooka. Oh, man. I like it. So I actually fa- came across something the other day called uh, Good Vibes Grams. Uh, if you go to goodvibesgrams.com. Is now, it a cereal? Uh, no, it is not. Um, oh, those good vibes grams. Oh, those good vibes grams. <laughs> just uh, honey, just a touch with grams. Uh, and, so and such. It, with good vibes, it's it basically, it's like a cameo, but you choose a musician and a vibe that you want to send to somebody. And essentially, like, now these are people, like, in my musical wheelhouse. Okay. Uh, but, you know, oh, like no Robert. No Kids running? Uh, no, but, like, Jennifer Hartswick, who is a singer and uh, trumpet player in the Train Anastasio band. She's in it. But also, like, you know, people like Robert Randolph. But, I mean, for, like, as little as 40 bucks, 
You can send somebody. What would you expect to pay for this? Amazing <laughs> you can send somebody that you love uh, a song sung by you know these musicians. So huh. um, yeah, and so forty bucks does that, and you know for like seventy bucks you can pick the song that you want, and you know. Uh, but I just thought this was kind of cool, and, and huh. so you get a full song, or do you just get a couple verses? I'm not really sure. Do you get a rock opera. I will find out because I uh, ordered one for uh, somebody that I love, Ooh. and I don't know they haven't gotten it just yet. So, uh, yeah, we're looking at the. the I don't recognize anybody. I know, but, but um, Scott Stapp, so, but they wouldn't be on there if no, okay. Scott Stapp was on there. I'm just uh, but they wouldn't be on there if they weren't known musicians, but right. not known to me. Yeah, no. but if you, you know, follow any sure of the parents know them. <laughs> musicians that I follow. Uh, My dad knows me. <laughs> yeah. So, happy birthday. This one's for you. <laughs> Big Chew is on it. Big Chew is on there. Yeah. I mean, listen, to be honest with you, of all these musicians, I actually only know three of them. So. Right. Steve, next to Big Chew is Lady Chai. Lady Chai, which is uh, T, right? Uh, yeah. Chai, yeah. Yeah, try La. Yeah. And Latte is on there. And uh, Oatmeal Latte. Right, right. Don Cacino. Uh, oh, my God. They got everybody. That's Don Cacino. <laughs> Don Cacino, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got uh, That was a good one. Yeah. yeah there's lots of good ones. Yeah. Do you know there are 20 different ways of spelling Hanukkah? Oh, my God. Are there? <laughs> yeah. And uh, Kathy asked why, and the basic answer is transliteration, because the yeah. Hebrew Hebrew uh, alphabet... Hebrew. Um, <laughs> Dude, you were I'm talking sorry. in the middle of me talking. I know, I'm sorry. And it threw me off. So suck my Hanukkah. Yule log. <laughs> my Yule log. It was good, though. Anyway. Yeah, it sure was. <laughs> As you were Listen, saying. everybody go easy on Nikki and that zipper thing. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Backed He's up in my bladder. You're still trembling. Thoughts and prayers. Yeah. I mean, uh, I don't know the answer. Let's just, let's just wrap up the damn there's, show. There's 20 different holidays from me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a real crumble. Yeah, yeah. I want to fight. Get away from me. Explain to me this. Why are there 20 separate spellings for Hanukkah? You Get away from me. I'm sorry. Books spelling Hanukkah 25 different ways. I was just sitting in the other studio for a By second. By myself, I'll take you physically. And uh, I was sitting there by myself. And Bill Weston walked in, and he goes, oh, you snuck up on me. And I was like, no, I didn't sneak up on you. You snuck up on me. I was here the whole time. You snuck up on me. I'll take you out back. I'll take you physically. I'll take you sexually. I'll do whatever I need to do. You're a coward Uh. and a shepherd. (laughs) (laughs) You know the story. The candle burned for eight days. I'll take you out back to Latias. I don't want to talk to you. <laughs> yes. Yeah, he doesn't want to talk to you, but... I want to fight you. That's what he wants to do. I'm going to fight and you. And I'll do it along with you. Yeah. And I'll do it along with you. All right. Or with your friends. Give him a call. <laughs> Let me get some lube and uh, some uh, jumper cables. <laughs> Just the three of us, four of us, me and you. Yeah. <laughs> three of us, four of us, me and you. Me That's and you. Four. That's the whole part. Just me. Just me and you. Two people plus four more. Yeah. Come on, Riz. Count it off. One, two, three. <laughs> Let's play hopscotch. <laughs> I will go back to that wall with the three of you. I'll line you up in height order. Uh. And then I'll take your asses with ostrich feathers. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> the lotties. The lotties. I'll make you giggle and then I'll bitch slap you. Oh. Pleasure and pain. Salt and pepper. <laughs> Ebony and I. You're going to have a hell of a story on that one. <laughs> <laughs> You're less than a man. All right. You're a man. 
You're what? A man. A man. That's less than a man. Yeah. That's one. You're less than a man. That's you're one letter man. less a man, and you're a man. Man. There you go. All right, let's take let's take a break and uh, let's get ready to wrap it all up when we get back because we will have uh... break it over your head. <laughs> take a break, okay? Well, the letter of the day. Got a zipper stuck. We'll be back in just a moment. Make sure that you stay with us. Get away from me. <laughs> WMMR.com, the website for everything that rocks. Music news, events, photo galleries, contests, MMR gear in the rock shop, and more. All at WMMR.com. Headed into a nor'easter tomorrow. We do have uh, snow, and it depends on where you're going to be, the severity of that level. And uh, we'll keep an eye on it, see how things go. But if we're lucky, we may get the nor'easter bunny. We'll have to see about that. I mean, you can't promise... But the conditions are right. I think yeah. everything is looking favorable for yeah. a visit. Yeah, I hope but so. But again, be as good as you can be. Be as good as you can be. Absolutely. He knows uh, He knows what you're doing all the time. <laughs> uh, let's see. I'd like to thank our guest, Mr. Skin, Yay! for being on the show today. Mr. Skin gave us his top ten nude scenes of the year and did not disappoint. Uh, and uh, you can check out his uh, website, MrSkin.com. It's all free, by the way. Yes. <clears throat> so uh, Home of can... the animated film, uh, Ebenezer Splooge. That's right. So <laughs> always great to have Mr. Skin on. And thank you to Ginny's Cookies and Cream. Uh, Ginny's brought by a variety of cookies in custom holiday tins. You can order those. And there are specials, by the way. Uh, if you, you can buy any two, uh, cookie items through their online store and get one free, uh, that's through the 19th and you have to use the promo code Annabelle, Annabelle. in order to get that. So make sure you go to Jenny'sCookies.com and it's spelled G I N N Y S cookies.com. Uh, Pierre's here. He's doing his breathing. <laughs> uh, he's getting himself okay? set, ready to go. Hello. Are you excising? Demons. All the demons, all the badness getting it out of you. The demons are gone. He looked up in the sky and just went, <sighs> like that. I did. King of the world! That's it. I love it, man. Lava lamps. Lava lamps and all. I've <laughs> noticed. I don't know. <laughs> it was supposed to be off air. Oh, okay. I texted Pierre and I said, uh, "When say lava lamps to me later today, I have a question for you." Well, I thought I thought you meant on the air. No, 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 but that's fine. We'll we'll discuss those later. Lava good, lamps. It was a good reminder. By the uh, way, I've noticed that somebody has put our lava lamps in the uh, lobby here on timers. Yes, uh, pancake had that idea. It's great, a brilliant idea, and uh, we got two new ones. Those are two brand new ones. Uh, we hung. 130 frames the first weekend, 110 frames the second weekend. Uh, and there are 50 at least new frames. Uh, so if you wow. have 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 a chance to go around and look, there's some amazing good stuff. I around. love them. I, I have a sword them. here back here for you to, to oh, hang up too. Oh, yes. Yes. Yes, I got to get that oh, uh, done. Oh, shoot. Yeah. Uh, I will, golly. Uh, golly gee, because we actually, Marissa pointed that out. Uh, God bless her. She came in on the one of the Sundays because I said I can't. There's more Preston than Steve Swaggin. I can't find it. And uh, she came in to help us found some. She said this would be great. And she pulled that down. And then we didn't have the proper clamps to put it. What is it? Well, what you can do. So skip it. 
No, no, no. Uh, Here's what, are you kidding me? We can skip that. This thing's gorgeous. It's, it's beautiful. A sword. It has nothing to do it, with MMR. No, it does. Preston, read well, the. It's, it's from Randy Steve Jackson. Sword. No, it says Preston and Steve, ninety-three-three WMMR, Philadelphia Police and Fire Pipes and Drums. This is a gift that we were given in St. Patrick's oh, Day. It's in, okay, it's inscribed, and it's got uh, a really cool. What would you call this? A scarf of tartan? some type on it. Yeah, yeah, tartan, like that plaid thing, and these tassels that hang on it. It's fantastic. So what you could do, Pancake and I were talking. If you want to hang it like this, you can use one of those guitar oh. holders. Oh, right, right, right. And hang okay. it just like that. So and then that keep it no as problem. a usable weapon in case we're attacked. Exactly. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, now that's good thinking. Yeah. And that's why you guys have the morning show. That's right. Oh. They said, well, get us a show that's competent with swords. Uh-huh. And you have uh, swords in your contract, and swords were delivered. There it is. <laughs> All right. One order of business before we get to the letter of the day. I forgot. It's Tuesday. Oh! So we got to get a winner. And our winner is Lou Caputa from Levittown, Bucks County. And Lou is going to get himself a Preston and Steve tattoo, by the way. $350 gift certificate for floating world tattoo and piercing. And tattoos on the... Uh, uh. T- Tuesday on the President Steve Show is presented by Floating World Tattoo and Piercing, 1729 South Street in Philadelphia. For artwork samples, you can visit floatingworldtattoos.com or check them out on Instagram, which is at floatingworldtattoos. Now we can do the letter day. You ready? Yes. Here we go. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now the daily letter. And the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter. T is in Tom Terrific. All right. And we have three more to go. We have a 20-mile stock car driving experience. Stock car racing experience will make you feel like a pro race car driver when they teach you the basics of driving and suit you up in the official race suit and safety gear. Uh, For the main event, they'll strap you in a 600-horsepower NASCAR-style stock car, and then you are off for the drive of your life. Traveling at speeds of up to 160 miles per hour around NASCAR's famous 2.5-mile Pocono Raceway. Visit 877-STOCKCAR.COM. So we will give that away on Friday. What is coming up on the program today? Uh, Before today, I wanted to tell you that tomorrow... I think in the 2 o'clock hour, we will have a conversation with Wolfgang Van Halen. Ah. Uh, so looking forward to that. No kidding. Uh, yeah, and it will be a Zoom call. Uh, so uh, that'll be fun. Um, so Wolfie is on with us tomorrow. But for today, Workforce Box of Pink Floyd, Nirvana, and STP will be on the bill. Excellent. Oh, and it's Double Shot Tuesday. Ooh. And lots of you call it's in there, too. Good stuff. Love it. All right, let me thank our sponsors. President Steve Show brought to you today by Duncan. Get cheers in a Dunkin' this holiday season with their holiday-inspired signature drinks. Also brought to you by Acme Markets, fresh foods, local flavors, and by Wilmington University. Tomorrow, we'll go live on Fox Good Day. It's a Wednesday. We will have a secret text word. And like we said, keep your eye out. If you're good, you might see the Nor'easter Bunny tomorrow. All right? That is it. We are done. Ray, John, have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow, gang. Bye-bye. The Preston and Steve love you, hate you line. I do not understand how someone can claim to be a foreman but refuse to do the work. That's like a doctor refusing to do surgery because he's afraid that things will get bloody. Next message. I would like to send everyone who takes time out to wish me a happy Hanukkah. I love Christmas. 
people know that, but they also acknowledge the fact that, hey, I'm a Jew. So thank you very much for taking the time out for wishing us Jewish folks a very happy Hanukkah. Next message. <laughs> The Preston and Steve Love You, Hate You line. Call 484-434-1333. MMR Rocks. Brought to you by DellToyota.com and DellChevrolet.com. Jack, sell them for less.